Greg Berhalter is not a good manager. This man, tell me, dude, this man got the job after finishing mid table with Hammerby IF in Sweden, bro. Bro got bro got fired after two seasons. All right, and then, and then like, sure, he managed the Columbus Crew, which you might as well just manage your like local indoor soccer team at that point. And then he gets the job. And I was like, all right, maybe he was a good player, so maybe he'll give good insight, dude. This dude's this dude's spent most of his tenure in a third tier like German team called Energy Battery or something like that. On today's Footy Corner, the panel weighs in on the state of U.S. soccer, gives opinions on the latest qualification cycle, and decide if Burhalter is a fraud. Afcon has come down to Mane against Salah as the Liverpool stars have led their respective sides, Senegal and Egypt, to the final. The transfer window is closed and no one wants to finish top four. Burnley were the only club willing to take an unvaccinated Dutchman, and MBS bought Newcastle a new defense. Along with the typical banter and predictions, next. And we are back on the footy corner. Got a special episode today, a panel episode, as we normally do during the international break. Uh, Let's work from, as usual, most local to farthest away. And actually, the one closest in proximity to me right now is Steve. Steve, how's everything going? Oh, good. Just uh, took the week off of work and went around and got verified at, like, all of the local sports books. So (laughs) I've been having some fun with that this week, you know, not working and you know, throwing money out there and gambling. It's Which one's the best one? So I did Caesars, Bet Rivers, and Points Bet, and I deleted Caesars immediately. It's trash. Uh, but it's it's not even like actually Caesars Sportsbook. It's like run by a different company because Caesars doesn't have a location here in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I would say the UI that I like the most is. Uh, bet rivers but the functionality of uh points bet is nice i have like a tracker for all my bets Mm -hmm. and this app points bet automatically loads them all in there so i don't have to like manually go in and do it so i like that but you know they all they all gave me bonuses so i'm (laughs) keeping them all until i can figure out which one i do better under there you go. And a quick question before I move on. Sorry, I know this is a long intro. Uh, has Bet Rivers got an app yet, or do they have a uh, yeah. with automatic sign? Okay, good. They yeah. needed to fix their interface when I when our, uh, I know Arine and I were in that before, and that's who I'll go to next. Uh, just a little outside of Chicago, Arine, how's everything going? He's going good. Um, similar to Steve, sweating out some bets right now. I'm up <laughs> seven units in the past two days with this new algorithm, and I'm currently six and one on today. Um, James Madison and Central Michigan coming up clutch, and I'm currently sweating Nichols State beating Incarnate Ward. Um, and <laughs> I line? nuked and I nuked the <laughs> the Russian Women's Olympic Committee <laughs> hockey team <laughs> uh, against Switzerland today. So, um, yeah, I've never, heard, I've never heard this before. What is, what is this nuked? Yeah, um, meaning they're gonna. I don't. Know, I got it at a good line. Um, okay. I think they're gonna beat Switzerland tonight. Yeah, Nichols will will kill Incarnate. I'm just going to put that out there from the yeah. basketball knowledge I have. And then I also, based on your tip, um, had to search for women's hockey in the Olympics and took the um, Russian Olympic Committee. What are they called? The ROC? <laughs> yeah. ROC. Russian so, Olympic so, Committee, yeah. man. Okay. Zoom, ROC. 
We'll take They're the wagon, bro. We're on the Russian gas. <laughs> so we see there's a lot of uh, good gambling going on. Let's go to where there's uh, I hear it's still, is it still snowing? There was some ice there. Brian, how's everything going in the Indy oh, area? Good. Had a snow day today. Got to stay home from work and work from home in quotations. <laughs> well, we got to play with the kids all day. Uh, uh-huh. I, when when uh, last time I checked, it was still snowing, but I think it's supposed to stop soon. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, fun fun day. I love love a good snow day. And and you're three beers in and ready to go. Yeah, three and a half now. <laughs> All right, there we go. That's good to hear. We want to hear that. <laughs> we want to hear your opinion, especially on the U.S. team. Speaking of which, we'll go to our U.S. national team correspondent out in the D.C. area, Patterson. How's everything going? Here, yeah, ground zero in DC. Got a new team here, the commies. Great, <laughs> yes. great work there. Took two two years to figure that out. They they didn't flush that one. Uh, so that's that that works well for DC. Great job, guys. Um, yeah, and, and on that note, I've been trying to find new uh, favorite sports teams this week because mine are all um, felons. <laughs> so so that's good. That's good. Other just, than that, just hop on the commies. Hop, hop on the commies bag bandwagon while you can. Nah, that that bandwagon doesn't doesn't go, man. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't have a new name without. Uh, we also have that one. <laughs> yes. So, so sponsored nice. by uh, New Glarus tonight. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I speaking of betting, um, it, 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 a sham. I got these free uh, profit boosts for NBA games over the weekend, and I've just lost all my money because <laughs> oh, everything I bet. It, it, and I try to take the most obvious bets. I, I, I don't know if you started, if you started NBA podcast, I, I will not be participating. <laughs> I, I won. So that, those were the 25% profit boost. Yes. Okay. I, I won guaranteed. I mean, I won like $5 total because I took both of them. Or I took two and both boosted two sides of the um, line. So I got them both uh, over, I don't know, like plus one Oh four or something. So no matter what happened, no matter what happened, I, I came out on top by like three bucks, but I can't help myself. It's it's like, they're there and I feel like I have to use them. (laughs) Yes. And and that's why people, this is why (laughs) the house always wins. So I got the wildest boost from Bent rivers. It was Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis combine for 75 points, rebounds, and assists okay and that's probably a hit right yeah of course i mean i was i I don't even know like i was like why why are you even offering then it was plus money there you go it's like yeah i'm definitely taking that there's i gotta check about rivers out again it's there you go i like it shout out about rivers shout out gambling (laughs) (laughs) this is a gambling that responsibly (laughs) There you go. So we'll now head to the West Coast. He's joined us. He's here. Nikhil, how's everything going out there in California? Everything is good. Um, Just been busy. Um, Yeah, things have been good. Otherwise, good weather. Um, Glad to not have to shovel snow for a change uh, in winter. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, And and you're the opposite of Patterson with your sports teams, right? Yeah. Yeah, my sports teams are doing pretty well, honestly. Um, never, Never really gave a shit about Football until uh, Joe Burrow showed up. So, <laughs> shout out to Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been great. Yeah, first time I have uh, some skin in the game in the Super Bowl. So excited for that. There you go. You and Arine might have a clash here on which teams you root for. We could we could touch on the Super Bowl 
uh, towards the end. So it's good to see everyone's doing great. Uh, let's just jump into what ha- what we just saw most recently. World Cup qualifying, right? We're all invested into the CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. Uh, the U.S., we'll start with them because Jeff's not here. Uh, U.S. gets six points out of nine. Uh, they win two of their matches at home, and they played all three of their matches in freezing temperatures. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and start with Patterson because you know you're you're the U.S. guy. Uh, what yeah. is your take on on this window? How how did you feel about it? Well, I, I I don't I don't really understand why we chose to play in Minnesota in in February. I mean, did somebody think it was going to be warm? Were we trying to get rid? Were we were trying to get prepared for the Canada game that was before the game. <laughs> Are we preparing for Qatar? I, I don't understand. The thought process there. Did we need an advantage over the worst team in CONCACAF? I, I don't know. I That's a head scratcher. I'm glad no one got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we played fine. Uh, we won. We did what we were supposed to do. Um, but, you know, everybody who's 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 going around like crazy, you know, it, oh, I told you so. We're back. We're fine. Uh, come on. I mean, you, you won a game you're supposed to win. That's fine. I thought six points was fine. We're going to make the World Cup. That's great. But yeah, there's still things to fix. And I, and I don't think it's fair to say that we can't uh, criticize the team. And that may even be a strong word. I mean, I think we're fans. We want them to do well. We want them to do well in the World Cup. Um, I don't care about this. I just want to make it. And we should. Um, so, you know, that that's where I'm looking. And, and no one's above, um, you know, an, I'll call it analysis, to put it nicely. Uh, but I thought we played pretty well. I mean, I think we have some shining stars. I, I think we just need to put it together. Maybe Burr Halter will get it together, and 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 he'll he'll get some, get some experience. In it. Hey, he's not going anywhere, so we have to hope That's for the true. best. Um, and and these guys just just get some experience, and then you know, twenty twenty six is really not that far away. Uh, time's going fast, and and see what we've got. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 okay with six points. I mean, it's mm-hmm. fine. I mean, it would have been nice to get a point at Canada. Um, I mean, we we. I thought we played well, but we, we didn't score. Um, so yeah, but no, yeah. I, I, I feel, I, I feel, I, I, I could feel worse for sure. Um, I feel fine. I, I just sometimes don't know what people in charge are, are thinking, but that could be yes. true about pretty much anything. So. <laughs> right. And we'll start with the positives building up off that. I know Steve, you were saying, I, I actually, did not have the pleasure of watching the Canada match, which I guess was okay. Maybe that, maybe I'm the problem, but uh, Steve, you were saying you saw some, some good things from the U S in that match, even though they lost. So it kind of expand on that maybe in the first half, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, this is the problem with that, with the team as a whole, in my opinion, is like, they are very talented. It's just like, there, there's only, a few players with that like elite mindset or I, I, I just don't know what it is. Like, I mean, they, they definitely like <clears throat> by traditional metrics, quote unquote, outplayed Canada, mm-hmm. not saying they actually outplayed them, but like they outpossessed them, they outshot them, you know, things like that. And the, the problem is, I don't know if, the team, it, I don't know if it's they like don't believe in Burhalter or, uh, or they don't have that like quote unquote it factor or like elite mentality. I, I've gone back and forth on a lot of those things, but it's just like 
you saw the Canadian team play as a unit, mm-hmm. which we didn't. And I, I was, ta- I, I can't remember who I was talking to about this, but I was like, you know, it almost feels like we are, and this is a, a loose comparison. So stay with me, but it's almost like these, this team is like the Brazilian national team before Chichi came in and like got them unified. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, they were a whole bunch of great players who, you know, couldn't string together 20 passes to, to, to do anything. And, that's kind of where we find ourselves right now. Like, yeah, we, and going off of something Chris said, which I, it kind of like struck with me, but it's like, it almost seems like there's so much like discord between us men's national team fans where it's like, if we win half the people on the internet are like, see, told you. And if we lose the other half's like, see, we fucking told you. It's like, okay. Yeah. Chris had probably the most like, even keeled perfect take on it all like yeah that it was fine it ultimately it doesn't matter we have to get a lot of shit together before going to the world cup but like we should qualify we looked fine Mm -hmm. but if we want to actually compete and get out of the group stages we're gonna have to step it up a notch and come together as a team which it just doesn't seem like we're there yet but we could be i mean it it doesn't matter right now. Yeah. Yeah. November, November or slash December, that's nine, nine, nine and a half months away. Right. So yeah. um, as you said, put yourself in good position. I'm going to take off what you, you mentioned something about the group stage. So I've heard, I, I'm just, I just go in the order of transition of what sounds like it'll work out. So you're talking about group stage. I'm going to transition to Arine because I saw some tweets from you regarding the U S chances of getting out of the group stage. What are your thoughts on that? Would you kind of uh, let us know what you're thinking there? Um, well, bro, this team's going to let people down in the World Cup. Like, I just have that feeling that this team's going to let a lot of people down. Um, it could also be because, you know, the media doesn't cover soccer that much and they just, you know, think so highly of Pulisic, even though, like, whether it's because of injuries or, or this or that, he's struggling in Chelsea and not enjoying his time there. Um, and people don't know that because Sports Center just jerks him off. Like, for no reason, like literally no reason. And Pulisic is good. I just think he made the move prematurely or maybe just made the wrong decision on which club to go to. Um, and that's, I disagree. That's not Chelsea's <laughs> fault. That's his fault because Chelsea are, have a lot of good wingers. Um, and it's a very competitive, you know, team. I think premier league would have been good, but I think a different team with less depth would have been better for him. Um, Greg Burhalter is not a good manager. This man, tell me, dude, <laughs> This man got the job after finishing mid table with Hammerby IF in Sweden, bro. Bro got bro got fired after two seasons. All right, and then and then like, sure, yeah, he managed the Columbus Crew, which you might as well just manage your like local indoor soccer team at that point. And then he gets the job, and I was like, all right, maybe he was a good player, so maybe he'll give good insight, dude. This dude's this dude's spent most of his tenure in a third tier, like German team called energy battery or something like that. I'm not having it, dude. This dude's, he's not going to bring out the best in the team. And I think we like everyone's saying it's mindset. It's, you know, the talents there, but it's just how we're playing. But when you look at a manager and you're like, what does a manager do for a team? He organizes his team and um, makes their mindset good and, and sets them up like mentally. That's a big part of coaching is, is, um, is getting your players 
mentally ready, I, I think, you know, mm-hmm. um, and he's failed. I mean, this dude's jogging around in Nashville instead of looking at game tape and I'm not having it. He's not the guy. If he's the guy going in the world cup at best, at best us finishes second in the group and gets knocked out in the first round. And it's going to be like one, nothing. It's going to be a one or two, nothing game. Like I'm telling you right now, that's just what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And in regards to CONCACAF as a whole, this is this might be the worst CONCACAF in my lifetime. I'm not even kidding. Um, and it, you know what? Sure. Yeah, Canada's cool. Play. When an underdog, when Canada, an underdog, is head over heels over Mexico, United States, Costa Rica, that's when you know your continent is shit. Like, let's face it. Canada has no business beating the United States, in my opinion, traditionally. And yeah, they got two good players, but that's two good players, bro. Like, that's that shouldn't mean you're the best team in a whole ass continent. Like, that's my little rant on CONCACAF being shit, U.S. being a little bit overrated. I think their players made moves prematurely. I know, Brian, you disagree with Pulisic, but has he been a success there so far? That's a hard, that's a hard no. And then I, I, I don't think it's a hard no. Serginho, bro, bros, no, stop it. He's Here we go. You, you have to balance it with no. the expectations. The, the Americans had such high expectations for Brian. Pulisic. How was he doing it, in Dortmund though? Like that's what we we expected something like that. And he he, he had like, some he had some a good run a couple good runs at Dortmund, but it wasn't like he was consistent in Dortmund for his whole spell there. He was up and down there too. He's had injuries at Chelsea. He's had some good runs. He's had some bad runs. But when he's on the top of his game, like you saw in that game that Liverpool thrashed Chelsea. But Chelsea tried to get a comeback. This was like two seasons ago, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're bringing up a game two seasons ago. Let's bring up a game like this season or something like that. Injuries. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, though. Like. It's I I I disagree with that about like you, you can't can't say someone's a bust because of injuries that I, I don't necessarily agree with that one. I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm just saying like, he, what I, what I think to Irene's point is that I'm not a hundred percent that Pulisic fits the system there. I think that's, that's the biggest thing for it is he's, he's doesn't really fit the system there. <clears throat> and that's why he doesn't get play. <laughs> and then, and then you got Serginho Dest here, who's being exiled. But but yeah, think, what what what's the deal with Dest? Why isn't he on the national team? Xavi really does not like him, uh, <coughs> and he's not playing any games in Barcelona right now. I think um, so. That means Berhalter can't pick him for the team, or is he injured, or what? Oh, that I don't. That I have no idea. <laughs> Berhalter, I mean Berhalter's picks. We <laughs> I saw somebody say recently. It was kind of funny. Uh, they're like, oh, Burhalter, he's he's always thinking soccer. He's oh, and like most the the problem is he he outsmarts himself. They're like, it's kind of like Pep. And like, what is he? How, a you, ball, how can a wall, he a Walmart Pep? Like, <laughs> this, dude, I mean, he's a Kmart. Man, pep. Not even Walmart. Walmart can pe- be good. He's a fucking Kmart Pep. <laughs> he's yeah. He, <laughs> is Kmart still around? that down. Yassi Zardes should never see the field on the wearing a U.S. men's national team jersey again. I don't. 
I don't know why he continues to bring this man in. He's not like, he's not like Bobby Firmino who like, oh, he might not score or assist, but he's affecting the game in other ways. This man does nothing. He does nothing. <laughs> I agree. Why is he on the It's because Berhalter team? coached him at, at Columbus. It's, yeah. But That's like, why. That, that, see, this is my problem. He, he doesn't, he doesn't understand his own biases. So he pulls these U S men's national team players up from MLS teams that he's coached when like, okay, yeah, he did good in Columbus, but he has proven to not do well on the international stage. Why are you continuing to give him the, the time? Why are you, he's already proved, you know who he is. Maybe, I mean, like Josh Sargent, is balling out right now. Why is yep. why is he not I mean, getting? He get, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. Wow, I didn't think of that one. And you brought up a good point though. You did say I know I'm ripping on all the players, but one of the young guys that is stepping up is Weston McKinney. Like I think he's pretty consistent. He's starting on a great team. Uh, I think it's because he's consistently playing in a really good team in Europe. Like that's that's what I'm talking about. Like consistency is good for your confidence and just your overall plan. I think that's, that's benefiting Weston McKinney so much. And he makes those small plays that are like, lo- are like kind of elite. Like his heading is so freaking good. Oh, like yeah. that Canadian goalie robbed him of, of a, of a one, one tire. That, that, that was such an underrated save. Yeah. The man reached around the ball and swatted it out. He didn't, he didn't like block it. He reached behind the fucking ball to pull it out of the goal. Not saying it was over the line because it wasn't, but like <laughs> the ball was, the ball was fucking behind this man and he scooped it out. Like it was insane. Is he yeah, going to wear sweatpants in Qatar? Cause I don't think I've seen a goal without sweatpants. Oh, that's right. <laughs> like ever. I mean, I get it's cold in Canada, but I'm pretty sure he's worn sweatpants in their other games too. I'm sure they'll be able to find someone who uh, gets some slave labor to make him some breathable uh, sweatpants. <laughs> so I, I will say when you go to like a pickup indoor or outdoor thing and you see that guy's their goalie, that's just it, you're like, it's not good, man. Getting a hattie tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that dude usually goes off, bro. The sweatpants guy, and he's always the most vocal. Hate well, yeah, but you, I mean, they generally suck. No, like. <laughs> <laughs> they might yell at people, but they can't do much. Um, is is striker is is that a position that's a, a big need that, that we need someone to? I mean, it seems to be a problem we've had for a long time, and we thought Josie Altidore had solved that, and then the one World Cup where it looked like he was in form, he got injured like three minutes into the the World Cup, and then uh, you know we really haven't had one solo person take over. Is that an issue going into uh, Qatar nine months from now? It, it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like who do, we, who do we have to play striker then? Sergeant? Sergeant. Yeah, like, Leia? What about Timothy Leia? Well, I he couldn't play well, in Canada. Is he more of a nine? It's more of a winger, but I guess if Reyna comes thought, into the team, you don't I know where you're gonna put him then. What is Reyna doing? What happened to him? I think he's injured, isn't he? He's injured. He has, okay. he has to be. I feel like he's not even playing in Dortmund right now. <laughs> I think, well, Tim Way is coming off the bench at Lille and hasn't scored since the U.S. played Jamaica for club or country. And then before that, I can't even go back anymore to see when he scored. So 
that's what I'm saying about possibly like just being, I mean, because of his dad, maybe, but bros that he's, he's a four and he's, he's not knocking in any goals. I think Josh Sargent is legit our only option or that, yeah. that guy's a winger, but he's really good. He didn't play he plays for Valencia. Um, what's his name? Musa or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's more of a midfield option. So, I mean, you're looking at like, you look at him, uh, you look at DK who's now at West Brom, uh, you could look at PFOC, who's come in once or twice, but it's like who you, you need someone to grab it by or kind of the pod. You know, you need someone to, and then this new yeah. guy, what Ferreira, who's this new guy? He missed two chances against, uh, um, in the first game, right? You know, I don't know. Like you need someone to take control, but it's really funny. It's a funny game. And it's, I think Patterson mentioned this near the beginning. Like what you see now, you never know what you're going to see in the World Cup. Honestly, all you have to do is be one of those top three teams. I was going to look into it and see how the uh, number one team in CONCACAF has always fared in the World Cup versus like the teams that just got in. I bet you if you look at that stat or if you look at some stats of teams that got in through the playoff, they had better World Cups than the teams that cruised through qualifying, you know, maybe because they went through some adversity or or dealt with some some issues and knew they had to correct something. So I I just think it's difficult to say how the teams that qualify will do. Um, It's also because it's in Qatar. We haven't had one in Asia, I don't think. Uh, well, we did in Japan and Korea, and then we know how that went. Korea made the semis. Uh, you know, you never know, I think, in one of those. I don't those think Qatar is going to make the semis. <laughs> I don't think so either, but I feel like there could be a surprise on the cards. Like, that's the World Cup that the U.S. actually did their best in, that they they beat Mexico, if you remember, in the round of 16. A lot of us were up till uh, 2 in the morning to watch the start of that match. That was 2 Central, 3 Eastern. Um, should have beat Germany. Should have beat Germany, Germany too. So, I think you never know. I think Fucking you just handball. have to get in. And that's why I think it's, you know, you got to stay calm. Burhalter is going to Burhalter as long. I mean, he's going to be there, whether we like him or not. I, I I think he's a fraud Moby, but, you know, let's hope he figures it out or they figure it out by then. And uh, I, you know, I think I mean, with it being in Qatar and it being in November, December, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think anything can happen. Yeah. Like an African team could win the World Cup. I know Irene will agree vehemently with or disagree with that because he thinks Africa is like a bunch of farmers, <laughs> but, but with, with the world cup being just non-traditional this, this time around, it, I think it could, it could produce some wild results. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think you just have to see what happens. And you just need to get in. Yeah. And so what we've done is we've set it up where I think if the U S no matter what they do against Mexico, all they have to do is beat Panama at home. And that's it. That's literally all they have to do. They could lose against Mexico and they could lose against Costa Rica, I believe, unless Costa Rica wins all their matches. And they just have to beat Panama at home. So um, they've set themselves up for that. Mexico's been shaky, I think, right? We, we see that. So going back real quick, mm-hmm. Gio Reyna has been out since September 2nd, since uh, El Salvador injured his hamstring. Ooh. But apparently oh, no. he's, uh, he's coming back now. Okay, so it'll be full strength, hopefully, by the way. Yeah, hopefully. Knock on wood. Apparently, yeah, um, apparently he's coming back within like days. He could have been eligible for the last game, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't think you want to throw someone in who's coming off a hamstring injury into a negative degree. <laughs> yeah, like, that's ridiculous. Cold, which yeah. should we have not played in Minnesota in February? <laughs> That, oh, that baffles me to this day. That's ridiculous. To your point, they they did it, all reports that I've seen were like, "Oh, we're 
he wants to have all of the matches be the same, like cold temperature. But like, I, I think point, it's like, what, what, why then have the last one also be cold? Right. I mean, the last one's in Orlando. <laughs> I just looked it up. I mean, but sure, you know fine. why, right? If, it's because well, no, Qatar has massive air conditioners in all their stadiums, so it's going to be 20 <laughs> degrees. It's <laughs> exactly what's going to happen. They're going to have that, a whole bunch of slave labor just blowing. Yeah. A full 100,000 slaves in the stands blowing on the field. <laughs> oh, you're going to put it, have to put it, some sort of disclaimer on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Are they not using slave labor to build these uh, stadiums? Yes, they are. Hundred uh, percent. Nikhil, what's your take on the uh, on Concacaf? I know you've been a little quiet. Um, I think I think I agree with what Adrian said. I think I think the U.S. is slightly overrated at this point. Um, that being said, I, I do agree. I think this this World Cup, especially considering. Um, the weather conditions, where it's being played, when it's being played, um, I can, I can bet a lot of players are going to get injured. Really, I feel like that's something that's going to be a big factor in this World Cup. I don't think anybody's going to be at the fitness level that they expect. And this is going to be middle of the season for the Premier League, especially mm-hmm. when a lot of people, t- a lot of players start going down too. Um, so I, I feel like there's going to be multiple factors, and yeah, you could, we could totally see a, a like wild card. Team show up in the semifinals. I mean, they might not win, but something something totally bizarre happening in the semis or something. Um, that being said, even though Canada has done pretty well, I still I, I still stand by my statement. I, I still think Saudi Arabia is gonna like whoop their ass in the first <laughs> round or something like that. They're gonna like lose eight nothing or something to some random ass team, and Jeff's never gonna Jeff's never gonna talk again. But, <laughs> Well, that would be amazing. <laughs> well, I, I will. I will. To Jeff's credit, after Manchester City lost a Champions League final to Chelsea, he did. He did continue to talk. So, I don't think there's any result that would could happen that would get Jeff to stop talking. Because remember when raps, Manchester City lost to Chelsea in the Champions League final? Oh, we all remember. Yeah, I just we, I'm it. sorry. What? I wasn't aware of that. Oh I, no, I, Chelsea! Patterson, nice I don't know if you saw. Nice flex. Uh, Chelsea won the Champions League and they beat uh, Manchester City. This past, this past well, thanks for beating Manchester City. That, that's 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 all. Shout shout out to Jeff. It's his birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday or today, I guess, when this episode comes out. So happy birthday to Jeff. Uh, and last thing I want to say before we move on, I know we talked a lot about the US, but I mean it is a big topic, big thing going on. Uh, you know, we've talked about how strong is CONCACAF, how strong is the U.S. team. You know, they missed out last World Cup. You know, they, before that, were able to pretty easily make all of them since about 94, well, 94 is automatic, I guess, since 98. So if it's that much tougher these last two cycles, does that tell us that CONCACAF is getting better or that our team somehow, with all these players that play in Europe, is getting worse? I, honestly, I think CONCACAF is getting better. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Do you think because, more domestic leagues, leagues have helped these other teams actually more? Yeah, because yes. yeah. yeah, a lot of these CONCACAF players are in the MLS, yeah. which prior to 95 didn't exist. And they were playing in their own shit-ass Farmers League domestic leagues, <laughs> not doing anything. So yeah. United States, the MLS, have help, helped these countries get better. 
Yeah, I think so. I think the influx of uh, players going to MLS and Liga MX and and I think yeah. uh, being able to scout more, more, you know, uh, accessible places to travel to have have even the playing field a little bit. And um, and it's not to say that that hasn't happened in other continents, but that might have yeah. you know, lessened the gap. I think it's done that in a lot of other sports as well. But um, yeah, it's just an interesting thing, thing to think uh, think about because I feel like back then we never even had to worry about them qualifying. Now it's like sweat it out, you know, every time. And uh, even though, was, you know, I feel good. Do we, do we all feel good yeah, about yeah. your chances? Yes. Qualifying. I think we're in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. I, but, I, I'm not going, Ryan. Uh, I, I was going to uh, change topics slightly, but it was it's still on the same, the same track, I guess. I, okay. I had two, two questions related, but Irene, if you're talking about the same point, go ahead. I was just going to ask, who do you guys think makes it past the group stage out of CONCACAF if they do? It honestly depends on the group. Yeah. I mean, it's on the draw, right? Yeah. Co- Costa Rica made it to the quarterfinals two World Cups ago, didn't they? I think you're right. Yes. Didn't, and then they make it in to Brazil, the right? They beat, yeah, I think they got out of their group and then they beat like Greece yeah. or something in the round of 16. Is that right? Had an insane tournament. He played for Arsenal. Joel yeah, Campbell, Costa, yeah. yeah, Costa Rica beat. Oh, I'm sorry. They made it to. Yeah, they made it to the quarterfinals and lost to Netherlands in the in a shootout. Was that the Tim Krul game? <laughs> I think it. Uh, or was it? I think it was. Goal? Yeah. Right. They brought him on for the shootouts. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, can we can we talk about something? Can we bring something up on the pod? How big of a pussy Jeff is because he would not <laughs> bet on his team. <laughs> And he would have won. He would have won. Have won. I would. I would have had to pay this man real U.S. dollars, not the fake Canadian shit. He would not take a bet because he does not believe in this Canadian team. So, I mean, they're playing well together right now, but I think they're going to be trash in the actual World Cup. They're going to get trounced. By, they're going to get trounced by some powerhouse. We should make a bet on which team finishes higher, like they, because they they base that off points and then. A goal differential and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I I would take that. Right. So you know, speaking, of, let's finish up Concacaf. The three. Do we all agree then? The three teams that will get in probably are Canada, U.S., Mexico. The way it's yeah, right it has now. to be. Yep. Yeah. And then Brian, we, did you would you have something you want to bring up? Yeah, I had a couple things. If you don't. Oh mind. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So the first thing is the is the the backlash to the United States having a game in Minnesota. And the Honduras coach and, and the Honduras people um, bitching about the cold weather and all that shit. And what you guys think of that? Like, is it unfair to Honduras that we played against them in Minnesota in January, February? No. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. It, is don't is it unfair that. to us that those teams water down their field so they're a garbage yeah. cow pasture and we play there? Right. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah. that, that's what I thought everyone would, would agree on. Um, mm-hmm. But but there was some, I mean, I saw on the soccer Reddit people, I mean, it's just like football well, Reddit is anti-American in general. We, um, we, didn't, we, we didn't need to do that. Was my, you know, I, I, I do yeah. feel bad for them in that we were going to win 3-0 no matter where we played. Yeah. To, and to be fair to us, we, we provided the Honduras players and staff with cold weather gear they had hand warmers <laughs> heated benches things like that and they're also, still, they still got hypothermia 
the the game was scheduled in Minnesota in November. You don't know what the what the weather is going to be in Minnesota. I mean, you, you chances are, but in Indiana on Monday it was sixty degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday it was today it was twenty degrees and a foot of snow. So same thing happened to us in Denver, Chris. You know. Yeah. It, it, you don't know what the weather is going to be like when you schedule the game in. Yeah, but I think you you have a educated <laughs> guess that Minneapolis yeah. is going to be colder than Tampa. <laughs> yes, but <In> February. <laughs> you, you think it's going to be cold, but you don't think it's going to be right. negative ten wind chill necessarily. No, that I mean I I get it. I I'm I'm all for the cold game before Canada, but after it just yes. makes sense. It was like yeah, cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah, and that, that brings point. me to my next question: Is what do you guys like to play? What would you rather play in five degree weather or ninety five degree weather? Ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. Yeah, give me ninety five. It, it, it's just sweat my brains out and drink some more, but yeah, getting hit by that cold ball, especially yeah. as a goalie, That's like a you're, you're not moving. You're just cold as shit. Yeah, it's a it's a brick missile when it's cold. Yeah. It's awful. Now I'd I'd rather play in the cold than in the rain. Yes, yes. Uh, so, because playing so. defense, the ball, you're you were a goalie. Yeah, and you'd rather play in the rain. Yes, that's I surprising. Love, that surprises I love, me. I love playing in the rain. I even, hated even it because the the ball was just it's unpredictable. It the the that 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 was always my big problem in the rain, and and it was always hard to see. Yes, the, um, the site was. A, I, I I liked the rain though. Uh, let me um, let me actually quantify or quantify. We actually had to run around the field though, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that that's probably what plays into it. Oh, no, you're you're say, here's here's I'm a say. friend of keepers. I I play defense. <laughs> I'm an ally. Uh, right. <laughs> I guess here's what I'll say. If if it's not like, you know, there's there's different kinds of rain. Obviously, if it's like a a warm like warm spring like summer rain where it's not like pelting that is the kind of rain i envision in my head that i've played in that's like okay this is fun whether it's heavy or light whatever but if it's like one of those cold or like blasting you in the face the, you kick the ball and it slides into a puddle and just dead stops after like five feet like yeah okay that that sucks <laughs> Yeah, the, the, those cold Midwestern October November rains were never fun. Oh man, I it's the worst of both worlds. Oof. I, I, we we talked about this in our our text thread a little bit, but I I loved those games. But I was in middle school at the time. I didn't do that in high school in like a real competitive manner. But like it like a forty degrees, a little bit windy and rain, where you, you were cold and you were soaked. I enjoyed those games. I I generally play the tag. So actually, now that I think about it, I like the rain. I think the one thing that now that I really think about the one thing that annoyed me the most was the touches for me. Like in the rain, when the ball's wet, it it was hard to get a good touch on the ball. Like if a a hard pass or like a overhead ball came to you, like I just the touch would it would go everywhere, dude. Like it was not good. (laughs) Touch of uh, oh, I can't say it on the top. Yeah, it was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> the Lukaku touch. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Uh, 
And uh, any other, Brian, did you have any more questions, I guess? Then? No, that, that was it. Thanks for indulging me. Yeah, that was good. No, that was good. And then I guess my question was going to be, how do we feel if, do we think it'll be Panama or Costa Rica? And how do we feel about their chances against New Zealand? Is it officially New Zealand? Um, I'm not sure if it is, but I mean, if it's anyone else, I'll be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> True. Good point. Good point. Tahiti. <laughs> He did make a, a Confederations Cup once and got trounced in every match. <laughs> Except maybe one, right? The local plumber was like their like right wing. It was hilarious. I, th- I think the Oceana, the OFC, like their World Cup qualifying also like doubles as a Confederation tournament or something. I might oh, yeah. be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure there's they like have to like co-op like two different uh things to count as their qualification i think you're right and I, i'm looking at it right now and um they actually they actually haven't started their qualifying no <laughs> i don't know one player on any of the three teams you listed by the way like yeah, Zealand, i was gonna say i, I, I haven't watched this one i haven't I watched this costa rica or panama or <laughs> yeah i mean I is, chris, is chris wood still the best player for new zealand i believe so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one player I know. In FIFA like manager mode, I uh I was offered the only team that I was offered was New Zealand. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I got I got Chris Wood. That's <laughs> I that that's when you change the difficulty to like semi-pro for the international yeah. matches. <laughs> like fuck it, let's win the World Cup on uh easy. Did you know all their matches are gonna be in Qatar? All of the matches for Oceana qualifying. Oh wow! I, I just looked hmm. into that. Like from March. 7th oh yes. Yep. Until until the final, which is March thirtieth, they will be in Qatar, just playing around with each other. I guess. Does that mean Chris Wood will be there for that tournament and not in the Premier League? <laughs> I think oh yeah. So. Or Burnley. I think so. Or well, no, he's not at Burnley. He's in Newcastle. Newcastle. I, yeah, I was just looking that at money. The, yeah, more teams are doing that though. For some reason, uh, the Spanish Cup or something like that. Winston Reed. You, oh, Winston Reed, shout out. <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. I said I think it's like the Spanish Cup or some some Spanish thing was played in like Dubai. I think it was like the last two rounds was played in Dubai. I don't know. Interesting. It's weird. Uh, yeah, I think Concacaf will beat. I think CONCACAF is better than New Zealand. That's that's just where I stand. And I think for Costa Rica to pass, Panama will take a lot, but it's it's still possible, I think, because I don't know. I think Costa Rica and Panama both play the U.S. They maybe both play Canada. Um, who knows? Uh, yeah. But I think CONCACAF, whoever goes up, will beat uh, New Zealand. I, I just don't think New Zealand is very good. I think it's going to be Costa Rica. Okay, yeah. Well, what's the I, schedule? Have you seen the they, schedule? They'll, they'll be, yeah. Um, they, they've got, um, they've got Canada. They've mm-hmm. got us, and they've got El Salvador. And Canada might not be playing for anything at that point, right? Or yeah, is that the first? I think uh, right. That's her last match. I just oh. had it up. Uh, fire me from the pod. I just had oh. it up, and it's it's now gone. Yeah. Okay. Here here we go. Yeah. Though they play uh, home. Their next match is actually home home to Canada. Uh-huh. Uh, then, then they, uh, then they're at El Salvador. At El Salvador, then, then they're home, home against us. Mm. And Panama has Honduras, yeah. so yeah. I mean, but then they're here, and then they, and then they're, and then they have Canada. So it's, it's, 
I mean, it, it's it's quite close. I could I, I I projecting this because I see us beating Panama and, and dropping at least a, two points to Costa Rica, if not losing. Yeah, that's true. That's just what we do. That's true. I could see that. It'll be tight between. It would have been nice if they were playing each other on the last day. <laughs> it is going to be really tight, cool, but it really be, is. Yeah. So that'll be one to watch. Um, anyone with anything else on CONCACAF? Not here. All right. So just wanted to move on real briefly. I want to give a shout out to Iran. They've officially qualified. Um, and a shout out to South Korea, who, who also qualified um, in the next match day. Uh, and I'll go ahead while we're at that, while we're on uh, AFC, I'll give a shout out to Nikhil. Uh, it's looking more and more likely that UAE might make that playoff round if they can hold suit, if they can hold third place down. Um, do you think they have a shot against a team like they'd probably either be playing Australia, Saudi Arabia, or Japan in that playoff? How do you feel about those chances? No chance. They're not going to make it. No, <laughs> no chance. No, no, I don't think so. No, it's impressive that they've made they've made it this far, but mm-hmm. I, I really don't think they can take on Saudi Arabia or Japan. Who would you rather them play? Um, what are that? What What are their other options? It's uh, or Saudi Arabia, Japan, or Australia. Those teams are fighting to get the two automatic spots, and then the third one will. And, and it'll likely be UAE. Um, I don't want to jinx it. I guess. I guess what Lebanon's in striking distance, but I think mm-hmm. it'll be UAE. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all, all three of them are like pretty hard mm-hmm. competition to go up against. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, they're, they're really going to get like beat 5 nothing or 6 nothing in that game. But yeah, at oh, least wow, they needed wow. that. Yeah. That's true. That's true. They may be able to hold their own. We'll see. Um, so, so this is a, just to clarify, this is a, they advance to the, the playoff to get into the playoff, right? Correct. You, whoever wins that playoff, unfortunately, has to play South America. So, yeah. That won't fare too well, I don't think, for any. And it'll be either teams. Australia, Saudi Arabia, or Japan. Yeah, 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 probably. You know, and but I'm Japan, thinking... Japan has uh, Rayo Hatati and uh, Tomayasu now that just kind of emerged from not from nowhere. So, like, Japan's actually looking pretty good. I That's think. true. They did stumble early in the qualifying stages, um, but I will say they have won a bunch in a row. Um, they do have to play at Australia and then Vietnam's their last game. I think Australia has the toughest schedule. I believe the last two games for Australia are um, Japan and then at Saudi Arabia. So, and they just drew Oman. So that didn't bode too well for them, but yeah, it could be Australia in that playoff. That'll be interesting. And they, have they had home matches? Cause isn't Australia like closed down? Is that closed off? Oh yeah. So who knows if that'll hurt their chances. Just one to look out for. I think it's a, Watching these playoffs will be pretty neat um, if we do get to watch them. The last, the last one I want to mention is Comnable, South America. Um, they're hitting the stretch run. I think they have two more matches each team does for qualifying. Just wanted to touch on it because it looks like it looks like Colombia might be in trouble. We might see a World Cup without them. Uh, I think they have to pretty much win both their games and and then get a little help. Um, you know, in there we know that uh, Brazil has qualified. We know that uh, Argentina has qualified. Ecuador is is in third and and you know they look pretty secure and then it's like tight. Uruguay has 22 points for the last automatic spot. Peru's in that playoff spot with 21. Chile has 19 and then Colombia 17. So I think Colombia and Chile might be in a little trouble. Uh, for different also, reasons. Shout out to the uh, the Philippines national team. Uh-huh. Women's national team. Marie's uh, Marie's cousin. 
is on that team, and they just made the Asian Cup for the first oh, really? time. They just lost today to South Korea, but I think given that South Korea is a, the number 18 team in, right. in the world, that's probably a good result. That's um, awesome, though. That's really congrats cool. for They made it on uh, shootouts, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw someone. I saw someone posted or something. It was pretty cool. Yeah, her uh, her cousin's the left back for that uh, for that team. It's pretty pretty cool to see. That's awesome. Well, that's awesome. We'll have to we'll be rooting for them then. I'm trying to I'm trying to see if I can find highlights to to watch it. it can we bet? Can we bet on them? Oh, well, I'm sure, <laughs> let me see. Is I that insider information? <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll see what I can find. <laughs> But yeah, um, I was going to say, yeah, Colombia, I just want to mention while you do that, um, coming off a couple losses, Argentina is understandable, but they lost to Peru at home. Um, and, you know, now they have Bolivia and Venezuela away, which you think they'd get all six, but then again, they need help. So I think they're in trouble. Look for them to maybe miss out. Chile, I think they're just getting old. I think their players are just, you know, they've been around for a long time. Um, so I don't think they're going to be around. So I, I don't know. One of them has to jump someone. Who do you guys think that either of them will get in over Uruguay or Peru? In Colombia, now that the uh, newly minted Liverpool uh, winger is their best player, yeah, Diaz. <laughs> so they're going to make it. Then you think they they have to pull off a lot? I, I mean, I, no, I don't actually think that. But <laughs> fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to need Peru to choke against Paraguay, who's pretty bad. And then they need Uruguay to also choke against some teams. So um, Luis Suarez is still scoring goals, by the way. I think he, if I'm not mistaken, someone correct me, I think he just took the lead for most goals scored in Comitable history. So I don't know. That could be a lie. I thought I read that somewhere. Someone can fact check me. The intern's dead, so I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> So what and, left, left the intern in uh, Mexico? Yes, the intern has been left behind. So I am working on the scores now and you will be happy to know I got one of the four or five weeks I need to catch up on. Done. So we're going to we're going to have scores by the next episode. That's guaranteed. And that happened today. So that's why I feel good about it. Uh, so we'll move on to AFCON. Uh, who will win? The, you know, the big the big uh, final is coming up. I, I want to check with the Liverpool fans here. Salah's Egypt against Mane Senegal seem to be the finals as uh, Egypt knocked out the hosts today, uh, Cameroon. Uh, we saw quite a few upsets around, right? Burkina Faso, I think, made the semifinals um, after knocking Tunisia out. Uh, Ghana didn't make it past the group stages. Algeria, the defending champs, didn't make it past the group stages. Um, just, I guess, first of all, I'll ask the Liverpool fans, who's winning the final? And then overall, I'll ask how people see the competition. Because I'll be honest, I think I've maybe seen 35 seconds of the whole thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll put my vote in for Senegal. I think they're just the better team, um, better better attacking team, or more well-rounded. I think Egypt kind of goalie. Just, yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I think. Well, actually, Egypt's goalie came up. He, dude, he saved three penalties just Wait, today. Aren't, aren't Egypt the like, third string goalie? I, whoever it was just decided to be Iron Man today. He so, had three saves. Yeah, let me look this up because I'm I'm 90% sure they are like they're on their third string keeper, and each one has been playing lights out. They're like pulling people in from the crowd. Oh, Gabaski, <laughs> the great Gabaski. And they're still fucking like just pulling out, you know, clean sheets left and right. 
Yeah, but and, but see, that's where you can't bring out crowd members against Senegal. I think that's why. Yeah. <laughs> also, Mane had no business playing after he got UFC knocked out in one of those oh, matches. <laughs> like, yeah, that was bad. Like, yeah. Didn't they sub him out like two minutes later, like five to ten minutes after it? Like, yeah, he was unable to carry on. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so you also think Senegal then, Steve, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Nikhil, the other Liverpool fan, what do you think in the Mane versus Salah? They're going to – you know these two are going to face off again to get into the World Cup, right? Like, they, I, this yeah. isn't the only yeah. time. So Yeah, I think, I think I'd put my money on Senegal too, just because I think they're a more well-rounded team than uh, Egypt is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I mean, I, I don't really want to admit it, but, like, Mendy has been playing lights out. He's been so good the whole tournament. That's – I mean, I haven't even watched most of the games, but most of the highlights and reviews that I've heard, everybody's been like talking about him. And um, yeah, and it's it's also I want to give shout I want to give a shout out to Klopp because, I mean, even though Mane and Salah were like great players even before they joined Liverpool, all of that stuff, but they're they've literally like carried teams. Like nobody had Egypt or Senegal as their favorites to win the tournament. Like we knew they were going to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, like these are teams that are struggling to qualify for the World Cup too, but they they're doing so well in Africa right now. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I like um, I like Senegal too. I'm gonna put my two cents in here. I think you look at the team; they have a bunch of uh, a bunch of players. You look all around. I think their center back pairing are Napoli and PSG players. You know, Koulibaly and Diallo. Uh, you have those guys. You have Idrissa Gay in the middle of the pitch. Uh, you know, with Mane on the wing, um, Ismail Assar is on the team. I know he came off the bench today. Uh, and they're a team, I think, that scored, what, three goals in the past couple matches. So they are not a team that struggled to score because I think for a while we had a bunch of AFCON games that were one goal, like 1-0, or no team was scoring more than one goal, I think, for the, the first part of the tournament. Um, so I would also probably, if I were to bet, I'd go Senegal as well. Uh, any opinions from uh, the other guys on, on this final? Yeah, Senegal. Okay. Senegal. But it just – about World Cup qualification, the CAF qualification is fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Like it's down to like like the, the final round of qualification is just like a knockout, like head-to-head game, like five different ones. And then like you said, Egypt are, is playing Senegal. This is the, the finals of the of AFCON. Mm-hmm. So like arguably the, the two best teams in in the confederation and they're playing against each other again. And only one of them can make the World Cup. Mm-hmm. That just seems so. It seems unfair and, and wild. They should have a group stage for their last, uh, for their last round of qualif- of qualifying. I agree. I've always been against the last. When you get to the last ten of Africa, it's literally a playoff, and it could be yeah. anyone. It's not even like they don't even base it off pots. So you could even have like the top two ranked yeah. teams playing each other. Uh, I, I think like another know, match is Mali against Tunisia. Like right. great for one of those teams for making the World Cup. Both of those teams are miles, like ten times worse than either Egypt or Senegal. That's true. Yeah, and I think uh, we'll see that change because in 2026, I believe Africa has a greater allotment. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see that change and we'll see a lot of because I think they're a confederation that could bring a couple, you know, a few good teams that that tend to do decently. Uh, I want to just say we did make predictions right a while back. Uh, two people did have Senegal winning. Brian's one of them. Yeah, Brian's one of them. 
And as much as we hate to admit it, Jeff is the other. Um, Nikhil and I both had Senegal losing in the final. So we both had them in the final as not winning. Um, Arine has Egypt in the final losing. So you might get that one, right? You and Nikhil had Nigeria winning, though. And I think when they, they went out a bit ago, I had Algeria and they lost in the knockout stages. So that's nice. Um, who else was up here? Let's see. Morocco was a team that was placed there quite often. Didn't, didn't make it very far. Um, and then Ghana was up there a couple times. So um, again, we'll see how these results turn out. It'll be a interesting final. Hopefully I'll tune into that. We'll see. I don't know. Did anyone have Cameroon in the final four? Um, Cameroon. I don't. Yes. Oh, you know, <laughs> that's why he asked. You, yeah. you had three of the four final four. I'll give you that. Algeria let you down. So yeah. I think you're the person, you're the only one that had three of the final four, right? A lot of people had two. Yeah. Senegal, Egypt. Yep. A lot of people had two, including myself. So good job, Brian. I think you're going to be the winner, but we'll see what happens. Uh, those scores get added. To uh, we said, remember one for every final four team. Uh, if you had a finalist, it was a couple points in the champions five, so could be big points for the uh predictions uh game and could get a few people back into the scores. But those we'll have to wait for next episode to know more about. Uh, let's jump to does anyone have anything else to say about AFCON before we move on to the transfer window? All right, transfer window, uh, it closed right recently. There's a lot of uh, rumors, this and that going on. I want to know what team you guys think came out the best out of the transfer window. Who did the best business? Who's looking uh, much better than before the window occurred? I'll let anyone start here. I mean, Liverpool, <laughs> but but for real, um, I mean, it's hard to argue against Newcastle. They can't whoever the fuck they wanted right yep um but i mean if you take newcastle out of it just because they did the most out of it like it's it's hard to argue them so i i would take them out of it i would honestly say either liverpool or villa yep those are the exact same three teams that i put down uh villa, we, villa might be villa might be biased though because we've already seen coutinho play and seeing that he's making an impact on the field so take that for what you will yeah but it still counts it still counts as part of january and and we knew mbs was gonna open the wallet for eddie how there i mean his head's still on his neck so we're still good there um for now but uh, i think you know they got they got a pretty much a whole new defense right you look at newcastle um along the back line they got trippier they have target on loan and dan burns so that's three of their back four kind of players that they replaced. So they identified that their defense might be an issue. And I think that's good because you look at some of the attackers they have, Almiron, St. Maximan, uh, they have an exciting to Callum Wilson, I think is, you know, is a good player as well. Um, and so they got Bruno Guimarish also in the midfield, who is kind of a cleanup crew kind of guy. He's a, he's a pretty good midfielder. So I think they were smart in that they knew that their attack was there and they've bolstered up that defense. Not sure how I feel about the Chris Wood signing for, 27 uh, million. Um, hey, Afshin. Yeah. We don't talk about Bruno. Oh, we don't. <laughs> Why is that? It, it's from, in, never mind. 
Okay. I, 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 yeah. I messed, what have it's, I messed it's up? It's from a Disney movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that'll explain why I didn't know it. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so I agree. And I and then I also will say I like Villa, too. Uh, forgetting Dina and, and Coutinho. They added Robin Olsen and Callum Chambers on, on loan and permanently. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good, good window as well. And then I also had Liverpool for the... Uh, Getting uh, Diaz, I think, was he? He was one of the most expensive players I think bought this window, if not the most. He was right? the third, most, third most expensive in Liverpool history. Okay, Can so yeah, talk about so, somebody else who was sneaky good though. I'm looking mm-hmm. at a list right now. Yeah, Ever Everton. Yeah, I was gonna say Everton, man. Algazi. I mean, we we don't really know how good <laughs> Van de Beek is. Cristiano Algazi, man. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, Algazi, Van de Beek, and Deli Alley. I mean, yeah. that that could be good. There are a bunch of players that could be good. Correct. I think. Yeah. Really, yeah. I, I, I think Deli Alley made the wrong choice, though. I think he went to the wrong club for his time of his career and how he's doing. I know people are like, "Well, Everton's one of those clubs where he could start and continue to grow up." I just. I think for someone like him at his age, that's accomplished what he's accomplished as far as like making the England team at a young age, um, being one of the best players there and in their tournaments. um, I just think another big club would have benefited him. And I know it's tough to go, which is why I think when Paris interested him, he should have just freaking gone all out and just like done the Harry Kane and boycotted or something like that. Uh But I I just think his mentality, it, it, it's not going to, it's still not going to be all there at, at Everton and Mourinho through that documentary hinted at, at Ali and had a one-on-one conversation with the camera in there. And, and it pretty much indicated that this kid has the talent as his mentality. And I just don't think Everton is the place to go tank to enhance that. I mean, you're still going to be watching champions league from the couch, um, Europa league from the couch. Um, I just think he should, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be as interested still. That's just me. But Donnie Vandenbeek, I think, is a really good pickup. That is a solid-ass pickup. Okay, so we'll see how that pans out. I mean, Deli Ali did make the jump from MK Dons to Tottenham. So you, you might be right. Maybe that you know these aren't the clubs for him, and maybe he had that little spurt. Who knows? Some players sometimes have that spurt where they're really good, and then we don't know what happens. Um, but uh, any other teams that other people thought of before I move on to uh, who did the worst? Does anyone want to add to it, or do you guys confirm you think the same? I'm just glad Chelsea didn't pick up uh, Dembele. Okay. They were about to. Yeah, they were very strongly rumored, but I think he's a fraud. Okay. <laughs> people people rate him because he's always had really good cards in, in FIFA. Mm-hmm. But, but he, <laughs> he doesn't. He's had a good World Cup, bro. Like... <laughs> Yeah, four years ago. What's he did, done since then? Did Barcelona you know, have a really good World Cup? James yeah. Rodriguez. He's not playing for Everton. <laughs> yes. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, has, has, uh, has he been uh, terminated by Barcelona, his contract? Dembele? Yeah, I think so. I think he plays in like China or something right now, no? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, no, I know he's, he's, still, he's still Barcelona. Did they, but I heard they were going to terminate his contract because they needed space to get Aubameyang. Oh, I don't know. I know Chavi right. 
Chavi said by the end of the window, he'll be out and he's still there. So that's kind of awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Chavi says <laughs> he's, he's open to the idea of playing Dembele. And that was 17 hours ago. He, oh, he's wow. in their Europa League squad because yeah. Barcelona is in Europa League, by the way. That's hilarious. Andy Alves is out. <laughs> yeah. they do. Wow. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Oh, uh, I, I, I'm just looking ahead. I forgot that Dembele and Obama Yang played together at Dortmund. Yeah. They did. There were a lot of pictures circulating on, on Arsenal Twitter. Um, any other teams you guys wanted to mention that you liked, or uh, or should we move to the teams that we think did not do well? Mm, I don't know if I like this, but I was <laughs> it was interesting to see uh, Tottenham make yeah. some time. They, I was about to say Tottenham too. Yeah. Well, who who are, wait? You said who would you say Dortmund? Tottenham. Tottenham. Oh, Tottenham. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I was going to mention something about them later. I agree. They had some good players that came in. Uh, Bentoncourt and Kulishevsky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. From, Not bad. From, from uh, what little I read, like some headlines, um, it, it sounds like they're guys that are like Conte style guys, mm-hmm. Antonio Conte, that that are there to bolster his, his uh, tactics, basically. Well, I guess I'll let that transition and I'll get to, we'll get to the worst teams in a second. We'll talk about then who you think will have the biggest impact this season of the players that were transferred in. Cause, and I'll start because I actually did put, see no bias. I did put Benton curve of Tottenham um, for this season, uh, because I think that, you know, you have Hoiberg usually in the middle of the pitch and then next to him you either had Endombele who's gone now um, Oliver skip who, I mean, he sounds like an old <laughs> British, you know, novel character. Uh, they had a bunch of randoms, basically. And I think he's going to help them stabilize that middle of the pitch a little better, actually a lot better. And that scares me a little bit as an Arsenal fan. Um, so I'm going to pick him because the other guy I had in mind, I have a feeling one of you guys is going to say. So, um, again, short term, who's going to help the most this season for their their team? Continue. Yep, that's the other player I had, so I figured someone would say him. It's kind of cheating at this point because we've already seen him in a few games, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Bentancur and Coutinho, anyone have another guy? Mm, I would say Donny Van de Beek because he's going to save them from getting relegated. <laughs> they will that's need fresh. that. I mean, the pace they've been on, you might be right. Donny Van de Beek, uh, DVB, all right? I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Who's your vote, Brian? Um, I don't know. Uh, probably bet Benton. Benton girl also. Okay. Yeah. Just, okay. just from what I've, what I've seen and read about mm-hmm. him and, and his style of play and how it matches up with Antonio Conte. Okay. And then, um, Arian or Patterson, do you guys have any player that you particularly think will, will help this season or. I mean, I'm biased towards Coutinho. I, I still love him. I still have his, I still have two of his jerseys, man. Yeah, me too. I was going to say Coutinho as well. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So we had uh, we had DVB, Coutinho, Bentoncourt, the main guys. We'll see how they pan out. How about long term? Uh, which player do you see being the best long term um, help? And, and I guess I'll go. I'm going to go first again because I know the Liverpool guys are going to say this. I thought I thought Luis Diaz was a great long term get uh, because you know you don't get handcuffed by. Salah and Mane, because you figure, you know, you don't, I'm not saying he's going to take over their position next season, but at least now, you know, you have someone there in case one of them goes elsewhere because you have to pay the other one probably so much. Um, so I think that's a good long-term get. Uh, 
Because I think Diego Jota's staying. I think one of those two, other two is going to stay, and then Luis Diaz is going to be the other guy. But uh, anyone else, feel free to tell me who you think the best long-term get was. I'm, I'm real briefly. I'm going to agree with you. I think Liverpool is going to end up giving Salah the contract, but not Mane. Yeah. And I think Diaz is the guy that they brought in to replace Mane. Yeah, that's just I have a strange feeling about that. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think Diaz and Yota are going to be, you know, when, when they're saying post clop 2024, I think it's going to be Yota, Diaz, and I think Gerard's going to be the manager. Like, I think that's concrete, honestly. Okay. Anyone else with players they think are the best long term get? Or does Diaz get more votes here? I don't, I've never seen Diaz play. So uh-huh. I don't know. Like, Sure. Sure. The Liverpool, you Liverpool fans are excited about him. Um, I've seen Coutinho play. I've seen Dinier play. Both of them. Dinier is still pretty young, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Probably. He is def- He is defender young. <clears throat> yeah. Right? I, I think. I think he could have a, a long. He's twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind. I mean. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's still like, like you were saying, that's, that's still defender young. You can, yeah. Yeah. Depending on, depending on the system, if you're playing a, you know, a more traditional system, you can definitely get more extra. I I guess my point is that he, he gives, assuming he stays at Villa, he gives them, he gives them solidity at that position for years to come. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a position they don't have to worry about. And, and they can take risks in other places. They have Coutinho for, for this season, and who knows? It's a loan, but um, – so, uh, yeah, him I, I think was a good signing. Um, I didn't realize that uh, Kulisevsky is only 21 years old. Yeah, yeah. So th- that, that could be really good for – I mean, if, if he's as promising as he seems seemed to have been in the – Euros for Sweden and, and for Juve, that could yeah. be good for Tottenham, which I don't like saying. Uh-huh. But yeah, anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just bringing up uh, counterpoints to to the Liverpool fans for Diaz. All right, yeah. Does anyone else have anyone they want to include? Or can I? I have a shout out to someone, but I'll let you guys say who you think is the best one first, and then I'll give the shout out. So no, funny. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, we, I think most of us know by now, Barcelona's window did include um, Aubameyang and did include Adama Traore. He's leaving the Premier League. Machamp himself uh, is going elsewhere. So who did Wolves get to replace him? Now, um, those that know I've been watching Maurizio a lot more often this season, right? So I've been, I've been watching a lot of their games, um, tuned in, and they once played a team called Estoril, who had a really good winger. And I actually like called out this winger's name in a chat once. And I even remember saying like Arsenal should go get Chiquinho. Does anyone remember mm-hmm. me saying the name Chiquinho? Vaguely remember that. Yeah. Like he was an electric factory and I'm like, this might be the best play I've seen this season. He got picked up by Wolves to replace Adama Traore. That's wild. So, <laughs> I when I saw that on the list, I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't see it on Twitter or anything. Like I today I was just kind of looking over the list to pick out the players and I saw I go, wait, Chiquinho is the, the fucking guy that I was like talking about. That I was like, this guy can be pretty good. He's fast. 
Uh, he, he had a good impact. He was one of the best players I've seen. I've seen Maritimo play a lot of teams. Um, but so, so he's better than Vidigal? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh, my God, Miles. But he might be young. I don't know how old he is, but, dude, he's a lightning bolt. So I, I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I just thought it was really funny that, like, I observed this guy in a game. I was like, man, it'd be really sick if, like, Arsenal just put a bid in for him. I'm sure they'd get him for cheap. And then Wolves gets him for three point one five million. So, uh, shout out to Estoril in in, in uh, the Portuguese league for selling him. I guess. Also, something that's noteworthy that's really shocked me. Uh-huh. Um, Triore turned down Tottenham that offered him fifteen k a week, or sorry, Tottenham offered him one hundred twenty k a week, and he took Barcelona that offered him fifteen k a week. That is insane. What? Really? So I'm gonna I'm gonna use this moment to to push us into the next because my hot take as for who had the worst signing period. Yes, is Tottenham mm-hmm. because there have been multiple reports of things like that, and also Luis Diaz. Apparently, last summer his. Uh, Porto wanted, I think, like $60 million for him. Tottenham negotiated Porto down to 45 Oh, wow. <laughs> and then Liverpool saw that they were getting close, heard reports they were getting close, and swooped in and undercut the deal <laughs> and fucking won. Thanks, Tottenham. And yeah, there's, there's multiple reports of things like that for Tottenham. Like, yeah, okay, they had a... They had a like based off of who was signed, Tottenham had a good a good period, but like, I mean, based on who they missed out on, who's the who, well, for one who they missed out on, and then you know, Jose Mourinho's boy Lo Celso, the best player ever, he would take <laughs> Celso over anyone in the world. They lost him, and yeah. Dombele. I remember he was going to be the next fucking big thing when they signed him. He's gone. Right, that's true. Just yeah. inject all the news of Tottenham losing out on players to other Premier League teams into my veins, like directly. <laughs> like the, Chelsea had a, a like a famous chant about Willian, about him Tottenham flying him to London and then Chelsea signing him because Tottenham <laughs> flew him into London. And Willian had a had a up and down. I mean. He was better at Chelsea than he was at Arsenal, but uh, way. <laughs> but <laughs> just to think, though, that Triore turned down one hundred and five thousand pounds a week more money to go to like, yeah. If I nuts. offer if like as a club or as like a GM or I don't know what the fuck who who offered that. If I see that, I'm just like, what else can I do? Like, I offered you one hundred and five thousand. Um, I, I have a question when. When players, when you see their wages like per week, is that for a 52-week year or is that for the season? Season. So he's making 15K for, what is that, 40 weeks, 38 yeah, that's weeks? Like, that's like a youth player's contract almost. Uh, to no, honest. 15K a week is for 38 weeks is 570,000 pounds for the year. He could have made that in like, Four weeks, but but one hundred and five thousand is four four million. Oh my god! 
Well, four million for the year tells you how much he didn't want to play at Tottenham. That's that's. I, I I'd rather make half a million dollars playing for Barcelona than four million dollars playing for Tottenham. I mean, that's what happens when you don't win trophies. Mm. No one loses. <laughs> that's a good question. At least, at least Barcelona is in Europa League. True. It, yeah, is Tottenham? Tottenham's out of Europa Conference. It, too, they're, aren't they? they're out of conference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, oh this man, is an interesting question. I don't. I think it would depend on where I was in my career. Like, if I'm if I'm young, give me the fucking money. <laughs> yeah, Fair. especially Fair. in London, I'm wreaking havoc too. I, <laughs> if you expect me to perform well while I'm making that money, yeah, right, dude. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, later, later in my career, all right. If, if you can, you can bring me into like a shitty fucking, I don't know, Manchester team. Sorry, Chris. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm assuming you're talking about Manchester weather. City. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> in the shit weather. And you can cut my pay. And, you know, I'll take the Tom Brady contract. But otherwise, like I'm fucking in Barcelona. I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna fucking enjoy myself. True. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. he's taking a pay cut to to do this Barcelona thing. Like this is this is Barcelona, Spain, not Manchester, England. Yeah, but I, I feel like there's also. I mean, he's from Spain, so like. There's a part of it, I'm sure, where he's like, "All right, it's time to go back home. Give me the yeah, be, being true. close to home." Like, I don't know that it, that is something that always like is. It's crazy to think about, especially in COVID time, where you cannot travel freely. Like, being close to home is invaluable when you cannot easily travel to and from home. Like, normally. If you're a millionaire, you know, taking a private jet back home to visit family is no fucking big deal, but a bombing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, that's, that's when true. that's that's when you fly your family to you. <laughs> true. Yeah. But, well, but still, like, you know, at that point, it's kind of like, all right, I'll t- I'll take I'll take a massive pay cut. I've already got enough money in my career. I just need to be in a place that's more convenient. Maybe, maybe he thinks they're a better team. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Wait, so yeah. you're saying Barcelona is better than Tottenham? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, no, but, but, uh, but I mean, honestly, right now that, that is a question. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would like to see that term, long term. It's not a question, but like right now, yeah, I'd like, I'd have to think about where I'd rather go because Barcelona is just in fucking shambles. Yeah, I'd still go to Barcelona. But I mean, but yeah, in terms of who's going to match between them, uh, yeah, could be a toss up right now. Uh, that actually helps me trans- transition to the teams I picked. So you picked uh, Tottenham. I'm, I'm just going to go with a trio here. And that trio are the other teams fighting for top four because the fourth place is wide the fuck open and West Ham, Arsenal, and Manchester United combined to have one incoming. And that incoming was named Austin Trusty from Colorado Rapids. And he was loaned back to MLS by Arsenal. It was a little cronky sham. Okay. Didn't you get and Turner? Turner, was, uh, we did, but for the summer. Oh. And so he won't come until the summer. And United literally got and, and so Arsenal in that process loses um, Ainsley Maitland Niles, uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, a few guys that they'd have for cover. 
United, Manchester United got no one, loses uh, Dottie Van de Beek. I mean, I know he wasn't playing. Greenwood. He's good. Uh, yeah, Greenwood's going to prison FC. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Martial to Sevilla on loan. Uh, even our boy Axel Twenzebe to, to Napoli on loan. Uh, and then West Ham just didn't, like, I think they forgot a transfer window was happening. Uh, and I think that doesn't bode well. I, I know they tried to get Calvin Phillips and Rafinha, um, but they left it late. And, and I don't think that helps if they want to keep Declan Rice next season. You should have gone all out and tried to get a Champions League spot. Now, I don't think they're going to be able to keep him if they don't get the Champions League spot. <laughs> also, with Manchester United, I just heard, I actually saw a tweet from Jesse Lingard. He said Manchester <laughs> Like something about United emailing yeah. him and telling him that he needs to take time to himself. What? Yeah. He said he's ready to play, but they said he needs to take time to himself. Yeah, they, they, oh, they, yeah. block, they block his transfer and then they tell him to, to go away. <laughs> what? And, and you know the, only, that, reason, dude? the uh, only reason they didn't give him to West Ham was because they're fighting with West Ham for four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What a disaster. You know, and, and so that's what it is. I think these teams open the door up as much as we laugh at Tottenham. It opened the door up for them because they improved. These other teams did not improve. And, and they might, I mean, they might have a better squad. Uh, but I don't know. Sometimes it's about some momentum or getting something in there. And, and I know one or two of them are holding out till the summer to now spend big because they made all these cuts. But like, dude, you're, I mean, you have a shot at fourth place, which can get you into Champions League. and, and I, I'm offended uh, that you don't have Chelsea on that list as well. Well, you get, but you guys are going to make Champions League. You're, you're pretty uh, clear-cut third. You didn't bring anyone in, though. I'll agree with you. that the, the, Everyone we, but the Liverpool fans here had no one come into their team this, this transfer window, so that kind of sucked. I think we got Kennedy back from Oh, Long. did you? What? Yes. He's been, he's been one of those lone guys for like 20 years. I cannot believe you still have him. <laughs> Didn't yeah. they make a rule though that you can't now loan more than 15 players? Isn't that now the Chelsea loan rule? I don't know. <laughs> if it is, then we're breaking that rule. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that's a new rule that literally was just brought up maybe like last month or recently. I don't think we've been able to say on the pod that you can only have like up to, I believe it's 15 players. Someone look, I'll see if I look it up, that you can have only up to like 15 players on loan. And so I think because of that, Chelsea had to start like selling people. Yeah, I, I don't know about that, but we, we brought Kennedy back. Wow. From Flamengo, because so, we couldn't get uh, oh shit, what's his name? Another left back, uh, Emerson. We couldn't get Le- uh, Emerson back wow. from loan from Leon or something. Okay, well, there you go. Okay, it's sorry, it's maximum of six players loaned out. Oh yeah, it was uh, Leon. Wow, that that's right. bananas. Wait, you can only have six. No, that doesn't sound right. You can only have six players on loan. Uh, starting in, so new rules are set to come in on July 1st, 2022. And if they get approval, which I mean, I don't know, they, I, I know Chelsea would vote against it, but the maximum of six players loaned out will be implemented by 2024. The fuck? And Premier League's left, uh, teams will have to fall in the line. So they're giving them like a two, three year grace period here. Um, and they're doing, FIFA said the objective is to develop young players, promote competitive balance and prevent hoarding is the literal wording that they used. So I can see that. That makes sense, kind of. Um, I, don't I just know. think it's good. Well, I mean, I'm I have no uh, no objective opinion on it at all. I'm biased. I just think it's good business. I I think you should be allowed. I think there should be unlimited loaning of your own academy players. How about that? Yeah. Okay. 
maybe they should do. I don't know if that's what they're doing, but I think they should do that. But then if you like purchase a guy and he wasn't, he hasn't qualified to be in your academy long enough, then I think that should counter. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but I don't know. That's 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 coming into play soon. Um, anyone else that we were not impressed with in the window, not mentioned? I know I went on a long rant. So no, but I, I was just gonna say talking about loans. Um, guess guess who went on a loan? One of one of your boys or one of your former boys, uh, Aaron Ramsey actually went to the Rangers. Yeah. Yep. And oh, they yeah. played, he played his first game. I think yesterday or the day before he played against uh, the Celtics. And they're they're like really close in the championship. They they were on, I think they the Celtics were a point behind the Rangers for this game, and they got beat so bad. Rangers got beat three nothing. Oh man! Rangers started booing him and asked him to like go back to Juventus. <laughs> he had like the worst first game. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. not not having a good time since leaving Arsenal. Yeah. Well, you know, funny enough, that tends to happen to a lot of players when they leave Arsenal. Just it, it just I don't know something happens that it doesn't go well. Uh, yeah, same with Liverpool too, right? I mean, every time somebody who's done really well at Liverpool, like Torres, or, uh-huh. I yeah. guess Suarez was only one of the only ones in the last few years who's done well. Yeah, that just means we get rid of him at the right time. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I did see Ramsey. You're right; he is on Rangers. Uh, I was hoping he would do better. Maybe he will. He, he didn't get any match time at Juventus anyway. So um, who knows how that'll go. That's a good, that's a good one too. Um, anyone, any other teams that you thought you were not impressed with in the window? I see Brian has mentioned Chelsea kind of, kind of, I gave, I, I gave you that trio. Anyone else? Barcelona. 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 They're even more I broke. Yeah. I, <laughs> I will Wait, say that. Yeah, we're huh? spending your money on like Traore and Aubameyang. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't understand Arsenal going in. They're only two strikers. Literally, our lock is at in, in Katia. So I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking there. Um, I will mention one more team. I think Burnley, I don't think they did enough. I, you know, if they want to stay up, you saw what Newcastle did because they could. Uh, but Burnley, I thought, had like investors recently. And all they did was they gave up Chris Wood and they brought in, I do like the guy they brought in, Woot Weghorst. Um, but it's literally like a trading of forwards and they didn't do anything anywhere else. So we'll have to see how Burnley does. I thought so that was a Weghorst was in talks with other teams, but Burnley yeah. was the only team that could bring him in because they, um, have, they have not very strict vaccination policies. And oh, Weghorst is not really? vaccinated. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, okay. that's that's how Burnley got Vegburst from where Wolf, Wolfsburg, right? Yes. That is a that is great insight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't play that is. I'm, I'm not even fucking around. That's that's the shit that I love. Like, <laughs> unreal. I mean, it's like reading about the Tottenham bringing down the price on uh, on Diaz before Liverpool swooped in and took him. It's it's the it's the shit you love to hear. Like. Fuck these people. <laughs> With that, on that note, I'll just, I'm just going to open it up to like PL, this Premier League discussion here. Very briefly, I guess, um, I just want to mention a couple of news bits. Um, the, the COVID rules, I think, now state that you cannot cancel a match unless you have four positives on your team. Um, so that'll stop the teams from, you know, that had a lot of injuries and, and, uh, and AFCON people. And, and But, you know, now that AFCON's about done, I'm not sure – Hopefully we won't have that issue because there are a couple teams hampered with four or five players missing. Uh, 
So there's the COVID rule. So I want to know anyone with any thoughts on that. Do we think that'll go into effect at all? Will there be many more postponements? No thoughts. <laughs> okay. No. Um, and then uh, I just, well, I don't know if we have to really bring it up too much because I don't want to put too much good light. I mean, I mean, not, not that there's any good light, but uh, yeah, I don't know what Mason Greenwood is thinking. That That's a pretty, uh, a bad look there, not only for United, the Premier League, I think, um, well, I guess them and United are taking the actions they can. Uh, do we think that he will ever be out of jail? Period. <clears throat> I'll be surprised um, if he actually goes to jail. Yeah, yeah um, I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I mean, civil suit, settle out of court. But Ben is in jail, isn't he? Well, and especially, especially seeing what the girl's dad already put out there. Like, yeah. They're they're gonna settle. He's gonna he's gonna go for their dad's gonna go for the money. He's gonna try to take half the money. It's it's an unfortunate situation. Well, like, what was the statement? If you don't uh, unfortunate situation done. is a understatement. By the way, uh, yeah. what, what the statement from her dad was basically like, uh, we told her not or like we told her to take it down. She didn't post it. We feel really bad about this this whole situation. Like basically, like kind of defending Mason. Yeah, they said we've known Mason's since before his U twenty one days yeah, or something yeah. like that. But, I mean, and I said when whenever you refer to someone in soccer term like age, like that says it all. Like, yeah. once you be like, we've known Mason since he was like fifteen, not since he was in the U twenty ones. Like, it's like oh, I remember Mason when he when he had a hat trick at Norwich. No one says that. Like. <laughs> Like, you know yeah. what I mean? No one says yeah. that shit. Everyone's getting hat tricks at Norwich anyway. But, but yeah, no, I get your like, point. There, there's, a, there's a post of his daughter with a fucking bloody lip. Like, her right. face all busted up. If I saw somebody fucking do that shit to my daughter, oh, you better fucking believe I'm doing everything I can to get that motherfucker fucked. Yeah, I can't believe that's what I can't believe that statement. Like that's wild because that, that's okay. just the, the the shit of like clearly this guy is just he he either wants the money or he wants the uh, the lifestyle, so to speak, of like oh my daughter's my daughter's date Mason Greenwood. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. that's yeah. unreal. Because because all these people, you know, you saw the internet and everyone else kind of come together against it. And then if that's happening, that's, that's not good. Yeah. I don't know. Anyone else with any takes? I know it's a, a rough subject. No, I think we've given it too much airtime already. Honestly, I all just right. hope, yeah. I hope yep. justice is served and, and it, it, it's swift and nothing else comes out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bad, just, bad, bad situation. Yeah. Right, nothing. You hope nothing else comes out. Sorry, Nikhil, but when you say you hope nothing comes out, that's referring to like maybe a, a Manchester United. No, I, I don't. I, I don't care about Manchester United. They're a okay. bunch of billionaires. I mean, who cares? Right. It's a sports team. It's a game. I mean, I hope I hope he's not done this to other people. I mean, I've heard. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to speculate. It's it's a it's a serious legal matter. So I'm going to to back away from any speculation, but uh, no, I, I I hope I hope if 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 he did do this, I hope he's not been able to do it to other people as well. I, I hope I hope it stops. Yeah, that's true. Nikhil, you were saying something. 
No, I was just going to say, I mean, it's on, it's on the topic, but I was just going to say shout out to FIFA for acting quicker than Manchester United did. Because yeah. FIFA took him off of the FIFA 22 roster, even before United put a statement out. Which oh, wow. Is, which, which is pretty wild. Crazy. Which I is know, wild. wild. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, United are taking his jerseys for free and like giving other ones yeah. out or something like that, I saw. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. That's cool. Okay. So any other Premier League talks? Does anyone have any grievances um, to, to bring up? You know, like I brought up grievances in the past. Nothing's happened. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but but I just, I do want to clear some air on the air here um, in regards to some, some talks we had in the chat before. Uh, in one of the chats, I don't know, I'm in all these chats, um, about uh, referee talk. So... <laughs> Um, I did mention, so people, I guess we've, I've been mistaken for Jeff lately. Um, I do not think there's an agenda by any referees. I just want to make that clear. I never said that. I've ever said it. Do I complain about them? Yes. I think everyone does to an extent. Do I criticize them? Yes. Um, and so I think the anger came out when I mentioned that the match that who, who did Liverpool play last? Who'd you guys play? Uh, the last where it was Palace, where I, I thought they, I said, well, Jeff said there was an agenda. I don't agree with that ever. I said that I thought Liverpool would still win the match. I thought some of those decisions were interesting. Um, that that Palace had against them, like the penalty, I think, and then the offsides is was, was close. Um, you know, did the guy affect the play or not? Whatever, it was close. I want to say this though, since that has happened. I just gave my two cents on it. Since that has happened, Kevin Friend has been taken off of a Premier League matches this week. So I'm just saying what I mentioned, I found out two days ago, Kevin Friend was demoted for his decisions. And that's all I said. So that's turns out, turns out Afshin is close friends with MBS. <laughs> I got Kevin Friend demoted. MBS uh, invited Kevin Friend to uh, a. Uh, <laughs> MBS friend of the pod. Yeah. MBS. I have him. I have him in my cell phone. <laughs> I did just want to say that, but but yes, I will admit here on the show I do talk a lot about about refs, um, and I do like to point out their inconsistencies quite a bit. But I don't think there's an agenda. Let me just make that clear to the whole world. I'm not saying there's an agenda against anyone. I just think some calls are interesting, as as we all do in all sports, right? I think to some extent. Yes. Fair. Yes. <laughs> So oh, I, I've, want... I've got I've got loads of theories about that, but uh, yes, let's hear it. Let's hear let's hear a little. Bit. I, oh, here here we go. All right, I, I stayed quiet on the last topic, so I'll I'll, uh-huh. I'll, I'll get myself in trouble now. No, I it, it's it's with different sports. I I, I won't single anything out, but I, I've watched some sporting events lately where there's some inconsistent officiating and and teams get closer than they would have been and then and then the officiating kind of rebounds back to realistic and with all the sports oh, betting stuff <clears throat> yeah i mean i you said it <laughs> it's true. It, it is not hard to find it is not hard to find this out there and I mean, I don't know. I have we so where I'm going with this, I'm not making accusations, but has has sports betting caused this? Has it caused people to and it could be twofold? Has it maybe caused some referees to compromise 
the integrity of the game or has it made us as a casual fan watch these things more intently like i wouldn't care two years ago about the score of the game i just cared really who won but now with you know spreads and sports betting and everything at our fingertips you, you care more about that and you have bad beats and um so you know i, I don't know i mean I, I, that's out there that's true i i understand your point i think having i mean i did not ref at any like real degree but like that being said it is incredibly not saying it doesn't happen because i'm 100 percent certain that it does in some degree it is incredibly hard to affect a game to that degree especially in a sport like basketball there's a couple games you should go back and watch (laughs) (laughs) and and referees have have gotten in trouble for this in in, in the big 10 so it's not uh, you know it's not unfounded it's not it's not it's not outside the realm of possibilities i also think it is probably much harder for them to affect the game than it seems right no i I completely agree like you have to make a snap decision like making a call it it's it seems because we are we are able to look back on these things it seems like there's more time but the way the brain processes you have to be such a quick thinker to be able to like think this is a great time for me to call a foul here to stop him from scoring or to allow this person to score, to pull it in within the spread or to, to keep it in the under or anything like that. It's, it's definitively possible, but it is something that you would have to do over the course of like 20 games. You can affect, you can affect the outcome, you know, a few a few times speaking for soccer i think var has made that very difficult um you know especially with like 50 50 pens and um yeah yeah i I think i think soccer it's it's very very difficult i think in in other sporting events it could be a little bit easier um yeah and and you you got sent down because they paid a ref um not too long ago a couple (laughs) years ago that's true i mean i mean this stuff's happening it this is another long conversation but i mean uh, baseball's going to institute a robot umpire in the minor leagues mm-hmm. um, where are we in others i mean why why can't there be eyes in the sky for all these sports you know i mean it's in, it's in tennis they've got they've got like the umpire who sits in the chair but they in most most major tournaments have replaced the line judges with robots yep well and, and i'll say this too so to go on the original i actually have a few things to go on the original point patterson mentioned i do think we look at it more closely when we're betting Right. Cause you're right. You're now you're looking for a game to the team to win by nine points. Right. So now right. you're every little call, every little foul that was made, you know, that's extra points. So in basketball, absolutely. I can see that. Um, and, and in terms of soccer, I wanted to actually agree with what Ryan said, even though this, the principal point was the disagreement before, but I agree because now that we have VAR and all these slow, slow motion replays, I think because of that, we expect perfection from the referees because now they have that tool. And when you perceive something to be as a mistake, then you tend to get more upset. I think there are two things that, that are impacting it. One, you could slow down play enough that you could almost see both sides of something. 
you, you could have two different camera shots of the same play and have different opinions on it based off those camera shots, based on the views you're getting. So I, I think that really does cause so many of these strifes and arguments online or, or so many teams saying, well, why did they call that this way? Why did they call this that way? Or like these imaginary lines that VAR draws for offsides, you know, you're wondering where, where does that come from? So I think that plus, I also think announcers bring it up more than they used to. I think part of their job was to not really mention as much, but now that we have social media and you have talking points and it drives the interest up, I think networks don't mind them doing that as much anymore because the leagues probably, if they do find a network or whatever, uh, you know, it's nothing because the network makes so much money. But I, I feel like they're kind of, they, they push that narrative a bit too. When you have the game, well, imagine now watch a game on mute, see if you have the same issues. Well, and yeah, I think a lot of a lot of the team or a lot of the 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 leagues also now have sports betting sponsors. Mm -hmm. Like I know FanDuel is they signed a sponsorship deal with or not a sponsorship deal, but like they signed a deal with uh, the United Center. Yes. And so like there is there's sports betting ingrained now in Mm -hmm. these where like. You know, there used to be – who was it on the college football game day? What was it, the Bear or something like that? Like, he would always talk about the lines. Even before, like, sports betting was legal, he would talk about, like, the lines on the game mm-hmm. and all that kind of shit. And yeah. behind the scenes, it was always there. You know, like, there's there's always a, there's always a, a twist of it because that's – part of what sports fandom has always been like <clears throat> I wasn't really into sports betting until the last like couple of years but like yeah makes the game more interesting <laughs> yeah, well and yeah. going off of Brian Flores even like coaches like if I was told to like, throw a, a game for 100k I'd already be yeah. calling in a keel to pre-order my Tesla like yeah <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yep <laughs> true yeah no, absolutely. And I think there was an interesting story about the, the NBA ref. What was, I forgot his name. Um, there was a long article once on uh, either ESPN. Don, Donovan, something Donovan, yeah. right? Billy Donovan. Yeah, or, no, Do- Dougherty or... Do- uh, Billy Donovan was the... Uh, Billy Donovan's head coach of the Bulls now. Oh. Um, but you're right. It, it started with a D. Donahue, Don- Dougherty. Yeah, Donahue. It wasn't Donahue. Yeah, Tim Donahue. Yeah, that's the guy. There was an interesting story. I don't know if ESPN put it out or someone else put it out a long time ago. I read that full, like that was one of the longest articles and I actually read through the whole thing. And that was pretty neat. Um, but yeah, a lot of interesting stuff out there. So I wanted to finish off a bet that when, when we were heated, Arian and I were going back and forth. I'm going to make that bet. I have to finish that. Are you still down for it? What's the bet? I forgot it. It was Arsenal to finish fourth. You're going to bring this up after United sold half their team? Like, come on. No, I'm actually less confident now. We don't, we don't, our only strikers are Lacazette and Ketia, mate. We don't have, we we don't, we didn't sign anyone either. I said that because I thought United would do it. Okay. So you don't think Tottenham would then or West Ham? I mean, City is already proven. Arteta coached with Pep. Like, he knows, he knows. You you don't need you don't necessarily need a striker, a good. Yes, yeah, I guess that's true, right? Yeah, and Martinelli can play up there, especially because like 
you you see Arsenal has like the underpinnings of a city team, right? Like they've got you look at City and it's basically like, all right, City's City's game plan from a GM perspective is to fill the team with midfielders and then two center backs. Right. Yeah. That and that's kind you can kind of see Arsenal being like built in a, a cheaper version of that. No, no disrespect, obviously. But like, you know, there's there's a lot more depth and a lot more money at City. But like it's it's kind of the same the same mold. Like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of midfielders. Some of them can and will have to score. Right. And I I think they'll be okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not, you know, I, I was more confident then because they still have not won a game in 2022 and we're already in the second month, but there haven't been that many games. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, people forget about when, when teams don't make moves, um, they still have, some of them still have a decent team. So I, I don't know. I think that, I think United can still put something decent together. They still have Ronaldo. I think Arsenal still has a, you know, they, they were a team that was in form. Um, and Tottenham made a few good pickups. I just I'm not sold on West Ham out of that bunch now, but I'll still bet on Arsenal finishing fourth if anyone wants to. I mean, I, I'm less confident, but I'll still bet on it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, okay. Well, so we'll we'll save we'll save bets for another time. Um, does anyone have anything they want to say before we do predictions, real quick, and then call it a night? Predictions, it is. All right. Wait. So um, hang on. Ashin, I just I just noticed when I was looking at transfers uh-huh. that. Everton signed somebody called Nathan Paris in this transfer window. And they also got rid of Wilfie Sigurdsson from their squad. Oh. <laughs> it, took them, it took them this long to like release him. Oh, Gilfie was still on that squad until now? Yeah, he's he just got released from the squad. Yeah. Oh my god. Wait, why was he still on their team? I have no idea. That means he was still getting paid, right? I guess. Oh, this so, Nathan yeah. Patterson guy you talked, they got him from Rangers for 12.6 million. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh wow. Is he good? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a high fee. It's a high fee. All right. Interesting. Maybe maybe Ramsey was his replacement. Well, I guess we'll find out if if he or Vitali Miolenko are any good. Um, also going to Everton. So we'll do the week twenty four. I, I say week twenty four plus one predictions, as there's one extra game from a different week that made it into this week. Um, again, the. Intern is fired, so I'm working on the scores now, and um, I am getting somewhere with them. So we will have those up before the next episode. All right, there's one game this weekend, and that's it, Premier League. It's Burnley hosting Watford. Um, what we'll do is this order, so keep in mind. I'll go first, then I'll just go the order I see on my screen here. Then I got Brian, Nikhil, Arine, Steve, and Patterson. Even though you've already won, just you can tell us who's going to win. You don't have to give me the goal score. All right. Burnley hosting Watford. I'm going to go Burnley 1, Watford 1, and I'm going to go Weghorst, even though he's unvaccinated. He's just going to give everyone COVID and then score. <laughs> Brian. He's on mute. Yep. Uh, Burnley and Watford. Um, I'll say Burnley 2, Watford 1, and I don't know who Burnley has anymore. <laughs> Go with Weghorst. No, thanks. <laughs> Fine, I'll just say zero zero because I can't think of any players. <laughs> Fair enough. 
That actually right. could happen too. Honestly, like that's a good. <laughs> it call. is possible. Nikhil, who do you have? Um, I think I'm gonna go one-one. I'm struggling to find a a score. Did you guys know that this is like a six-pointer because they're 19th yeah. and 20th right now? Like, yeah. Especially if Burnley loses, they're going. Yeah, they're falling farther behind because they're number 20 right now. Could um, be trouble. Say, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say the new guy, whatever his name is. Right, right of course. Yep. <laughs> That's true. I was going to say, I was also, to let others know, I was considering Emmanuel Dennis because he was red hot for, until a while. So, um, Arine. Um, I'll go 1-1 one, one, and I'll go Josh King. Okay, Josh King. Uh, Steve? 1-1 one, one, Dennis. Okay. Patterson? Brawls all around, huh? Yeah? Yeah. You going that way too? Draw? This, this, this does nothing for me. <laughs> That's what, I was going to say that's what she said. <laughs> that's how we all feel about Burnley Watford. All right, Newcastle hosting Everton and the two of the teams that did a lot over the transfer window. So I think it's going to be an exciting game. I'm going to take 2-2, but I'm going to pick not a newcomer. Alon San Maximin is my goal scorer. Brian? Uh, I'll say 2-1 Newcastle and Callum Wilson. All right, Wilson. Nikhil? On mute. Arine? Sorry, two to one Everton, and I go to Charleston. Okay, two on our oh Richarlison, enemy of the pod. Arine? Yeah, I was actually gonna go um two nil Everton as well. Um, but I'll go Calvert Lewin. Okay, Calvert Lewin, Steve. Two to one Everton DCL. DCL Patterson. Everton. Everton. All right, let's go. Again, Watford's back up. Elton John's team. Uh, West Ham hosting Watford this time. I'm going to go West Ham 2-0. Gerard Bowen. Brian? Uh, I like West Ham 3-0, and I'll say Mikel Antonio. I think he's healthy. I think he is, too. Probably. I don't think he's playing for Jamaica. Nikhil? (laughs) Uh, 2-0 West Ham Antonio. Antonio, are you? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll go. I'll go three 0 with Antonio as well. All right, uh, Steve. Copying you. I'm gonna go uh-huh. two zero Bowen. Okay, and then uh, Patterson. Yeah, I'll go with West Ham. All right, I think West Ham's the pick all around. Would be parlayable because Watford did play over. The, would have played over the weekend. They don't have depth. We'll see what happens there. We watch us all be wrong. Um, Burnley hosting Man United. I believe this is the the reverse of this. Is what Patterson won the whole contest on. So let's see what he picks. Um, it is at Burnley. It is at Turf more this time. I'm going to go United two, uh, Burnley zero. Ronaldo. Right. I'll say one one, and Bruno. One one Bruno Nikhil. Um, I'd say two and United. I was going to say not Greenwood, but um, <laughs> Ronaldo. Ronaldo. That's Ronaldo. why I'm picking one one. I think they're. I think the players are shook. Yeah, possibly. Are you? Uh, I'll go nil nil. Oh, okay. Steve, Ooh. I'm going one uh, zero. Bruno. Bruno. All right, Patterson. Yeah, I'll go with United, but I, I agree. I think this could be a this could be a draw or a loss because of what's going on. Oh, so it could be a tough one. All right, uh, Norwich hosting Crystal Palace. I'm going to go Norwich one, Palace two, and I'll go Wilf Zaha. Brian. 
shocking pick here. Norwich two, Palace one, Pookie. Ooh. There you go, Pookie. Watch. I've yes. had too much beer. I'm gonna like. I've been doing so well in picks. I'm gonna. You're gonna look back at picks. Yeah. How drunk was I? <laughs> Just drink before all the picks, mate. Uh, <laughs> Nikhil. I'm gonna go two one, Palace. Uh, oh, didn't they get somebody new? Palace is a new striker, right? No. Uh, Edward, maybe. They got him last minute, yeah. Uh, yeah, Edward, yeah. I'll go, I'll go Edward. All right. Um, oh, John Philip Mateta they've gotten, I think. That's another uh-huh. one. I don't know if he'll, he'll play or not. Arine? I, I, I was going to go Eduardo. Okay. Edward, whatever. I know they got him from Celtic, and he was really good. So Yes. And he Steve. scored last game. That's true. He did. He did. You're right. Steve? What match were we on? Sorry. Uh, uh, we're on. 2-0. 2-0, Palace, Gallagher. Okay. Patterson? Palace. Palace. All right. Uh, Tottenham hosting Southampton. Uh, yeah, I hate to say it. I'm going to take Tottenham 2-0, Harry Kane. Brian? Yeah, I like Tottenham 2-0. And I want to pick one of the new guys, but I don't know if he'll play. <laughs> um, Bless you. Thank you. Is, I'll say Lucas. Okay. Nikhil? I'm gonna say two, two. Actually, I'm gonna say two one. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, son, Arin. Okay, yeah, I was gonna go one nil, son. Okay, uh, Steve. Shit, sorry, I keep going back and forth. Uh, two one, Tottenham. But I'm gonna have Ward Prowse as my goal scorer. Free kick goal outside the box. Hundred percent. All right, Patterson. <laughs> Tottenham. All right. Uh, so then I got a little self-conscious. I don't know if you guys remember when some random person from Twitter yelled at me for saying that, no, I guess unknowingly, I didn't have any team scoring three or more goals. Uh, and I looked at, this is when I looked at my numbers, the guesses I made, and I said, oh, shit. In these six matches, I don't have any team scoring more than three. So the next three, I have all the winning teams scoring three or more. So we'll start with City. I have City four, Brentford nil, sadly enough. And I think Riyad Mahrez is going to score because he's going to be mad about Algeria. So, Brian? I also have 4-0. I had Sterling scoring, though. All right, Nikhil? Um, I go 4-0, Mahrez. Uh-huh. Arin? I'll go 2-0, uh, Grealish. Grealish, all right. Steve? Also, Ivan Tony also said, fuck Brentford. Uh, <laughs> he <okay>. did. <laughs> he yes. did. I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was just trying to get some, I guess, that night. And that was wild, though. And then he had to apologize the next day. So. <laughs> Can you imagine like waking up from almost probably being blackout and then seeing that in the morning? You're like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, but if I wake up next to that girl, I won't regret it. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, Steve? Man City three, Brentford zero, Silva. All right. Patterson? City. All right. Um, all right. So that was the first game I had more than three. Then I have Villa against Leeds, and I just, I just think Villa's going to come out firing. I got Villa three. Leads one, and I was originally picking Coutinho, but I think he'll get an assist to his old buddy, Danny Ings. Brian? That's a good shot. I'll say two to one, and Chris Wood. Oh, wait. Yes. Wait. He went to Villa, right? (laughs) He went to Newcastle. (laughs) (laughs) Brian's drunk so much that the Chris Wood went to another team. I'll say Ings then. Talk All right, it. fair. <laughs> Just welcome with you, Nikhil. 
Mm, I'm going to say 2-0 um, Villa, and I'm going to say Jacob Ramsey. Oh, nice shout, Jacob Ramsey, are you? Um, I'll go 3-0 Coutinho because they're playing so well, and I think Biasla is honestly a fraud. Career is a fraud. Alert, fraud that alert. is the most fraudulent career of a coach I've ever seen. <laughs> most All right, Steve. Uh, 2-1 Coutinho. Okay, Patterson. Villa. Villa, all right. And then here's the end of the trio of uh, teams I have picking. Three or more, I have uh, Liverpool, Leicester. Liverpool, I have three, Leicester, nil, Diego Jota. Brian? Hmm. I'll say two, nil. Um, I'll say Firmino. Wait, did Brazil, did Firmino play for Brazil? Nope. Okay, yeah, then then Firmino. Okay. Uh, Nikhil? Uh, 2 0 Liverpool. Uh, I'm going to say Jota. Okay. Are you? Uh, 5 0 Mane. <laughs> Mane's, Mane's in Africa. Oh, shit. I think he'll be back for the game, though. Yeah. Will he be actually play, though? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because okay. okay. these are, are midweek next week. Right? Vir- Virgil van Dijk header. <laughs> so, you know five, I, that's yeah. not a bad shot. I picked Thiago Silva to score for Chelsea against Tottenham, and he scored. <laughs> that was great. You had the right score and the goal score, so you have yeah. four in that game. Uh, the, I'm working on that one. Uh, Steve? Uh, Liverpool, two, Leicester, one, Jota. All right, Patterson? Liverpool. All right, and then the last match of the week, uh, Wolves against Arsenal at the Molino. Uh, I think it will be close. I just think we'll be back to where we need to be. I got Wolves surprisingly with one. I kept going between 0-1 and 1-2. I'm changing it. I'm going with Wolves 0, Arsenal 1. Uh, Alexandra Lacazette, because Wolves play in a lot of 1-0 games. So, and it could go the other way. But I'll go 1-0, Arsenal, Lacazette. All right, Brian. I had 1-2. I'll say Wolves 0, Arsenal 2, and Emil Smith-Rowe. I'll take that. Nikhil? I'll say 2-1, um, Oregon. Is Oregon back? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'll go Oregon. Yeah. There we go. Arine? Uh Wolves are the new Stoke. No one wants to go there on a cold <laughs> February day. It's so cold Thursday too. So yeah, nil nil. That has okay. nil nil. Makes sense. Uh, Steve, one one Saka. There we go, Saka uh, Patterson. Arsenal. Cheers to that. All right. Um, now I made. Hold on. Note. Hold on. Hold on. So I'm scrolling through Twitter. Uh huh. I got to change my pick for Afcon. What happened? So Vincent Abubakar, 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 is that his name? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, a lot of Abubakar out, is going around out, here. He came out and said about Mo Salah. He goes, yeah, he doesn't impress that. me much. I say it clearly because I'm an honest person and I have my way of seeing things. If he impressed me, I would say so. He doesn't impress me much. Going full tonight, Twain. I was about to say that. <laughs> good, good reference. He's he's a good player. He scores a lot, but he doesn't produce a lot of stuff in the game. So I am changing my pick to Egypt. Yeah, I think I think Mo Salah is going to come out and score a Hattie on Senegal, oh. only because of Abu Abkar. Thank you, thank you, Brian Moore. <laughs> this this is the same boob car that plays for Al Nasser, right? I believe so. I'm going to call him boob car from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So most yeah. all hat trick incoming. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Patterson, you said Liverpool, right? In that game. Yes. 
Okay, we already went over that. All right. Um, so I'm just giving the heads up. There is a very good possibility there won't be a show next week. Why this one's a little longer, uh, as I'm out of town for a conference. So we might have to make our picks via Twitter, unless I somehow get the urge to take my microphone with me. But then I need I need editing equipment. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's not likely. So we'll try to come with one early the next week. How about that? We'll, we'll try to do that. Um, so it could be post Super Bowl. So just before we go off, any Super Bowl picks, real quick, and then I'll call it a night. <laughs> I'm, I, I know I described nuking as in like putting all your money on it. Nuke uh-huh. the LA Rams, man. They are too good. And uh, yeah, they're going to, yeah. I'm they're sorry, Nikhil. I, I love, <laughs> I think the Bengals are going to cover though. Okay. Yeah. I think the uh, AFC the is, gonna is, win I think the DNFC is garbage and uh-huh. I think the Bengals are going to win. Okay. Taking a money think... line. Taking a money line. All right. Oh. Nikhil, you you like your Bengals chances? Yeah, I th- I think I I don't want to jinx it, but I feel like the whole super team concept never really works out in NFL. Mm-hmm. Um I I feel like they're not yeah, they're going to choke. Uh, the Rams are going to choke next game. I think, I think the Bengals got it. I don't know, oh, Nikhil, right. who, who won it last year, man. The super team, right? Yeah. But I don't know. You really you really want to put your money on Matt Stafford? Like, you really yeah. want to put your money on a Lions quarterback? Yeah. He's not a Lions quarterback. He's a Rams quarterback. I, I <laughs> he's, still got that, he's still got that Honolulu blue bleeding through his blood. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't shake that. Yeah. <laughs> that, yep. that does not come out of your blood quickly. No, oh, I, I'm also a little biased to be honest. But um, if Cincinnati wins, that'd be one hell of a story. Like that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, Brian, who are you taking? I, I like Joe Burrow, but I hate the Bengals because I'm a Steelers fan. So give me the Rams. Okay. I will be that, betting props in this game. I'm not betting this game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna no. put props that that's that's probably smart i i would yeah. like to th- i'm thinking back to uh, i forget the year now because i'm traumatized but when when a guy named tom brady who was a late round draft pick took over and mm-hmm. the patriots won and i thought well they're in my division but that's yeah, a great story there are no patriots fans on earth uh they're awful <laughs> every season uh good for them and then it happened yeah. So I just just be careful. Uh, Burrow's good. That team's good. They could be good for a long time. Um, yeah, I don't like it. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I I think it's gonna be a great game. I I bet props. I hope bet, so. bet the over. Yeah. Did you guys see? The, uh, did you guys see? There was somebody posted with Tom Brady retiring. They posted his record against every team. Oh God, I haven't seen that. What and is it? The only team that has a winning percentage or a, a winning record against Tom Brady is the Saints, who are five and four. Oh, geez. And Shout out Drew Brees. The two yep. worst records were Colts and Steelers. And the NFC. Can you guys guess what team? Uh, I don't uh, think I'll, I'll get, do you want to hit Panthers? Do you Not the hit? Giants. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no. Uh, do you want do you want a hint? Bears, it's not the Packers, is it? No, Seattle. The, the Packers have the one of the the second best record in the NFC North. Okay, this is against Brady. Uh, the Green, Lions. Right? It's got to be the Lions. In the, no, in the NFC, it is think recent 
history makers. The uh, NFC. Seattle? Against Tom Brady. Against Tom Brady. Does not have to be Tampa. Doesn't have to be like either team. Well, I know. I mean, if this was Aaron Rodgers, I'd say the team with the most success against him is the, the Niners, right? Not, not to bring that up, but no, no. Against Brady? The, the team with the most success against them is the Saints. Hmm. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Percentage-wise, what which team beat Tom Brady more than any other team? Uh, Dolphins. oh, the Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's, uh-huh. yeah. but it's still a losing record against. But them. who's the 24 team? And, Twenty-four and twelve against the Dolphins. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, wow! Yeah, <laughs> NFC Cowboys? No, they didn't make history. Think, think. Uh, do you do you want a number hint? Not the Commanders. No. <laughs> want a number Commanders? Hint? Twenty-eight and three. Oh, the Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, they're they're o, they're zero and nine against Tom Brady. Holy oh, that makes sense because he was in the South. I I should have thought of that. Yeah, because yeah, he beat four he times. Extra, yep. the four AFC times in the last two years. Yep. The worst AFC. record in the AFC is That's... the Buffalo Bills, who are thirty-three and three. <laughs> wow. Which is oh. Just fucking out like i don't know which one is worth worse like would you rather lose nine straight games against a team or lose 33 out of 36 games uh surely somewhere in there you did have a nine game losing streak or more (laughs) yeah possible for it not to have been the case so i would take nine in a row versus the three and 33 (laughs) just just (laughs) that's wild the AFC is not a fun place to be. No, yeah, that's crazy. Especially well, not having a quarterback right now. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Well, any anyone uh, with any late things to say? Good, great facts. Anything to say before we uh, we head off for a little, I guess, mini hiatus again? I mean, for what it's worth, the uh, Rams are literally playing in their home stadium. So yeah, yeah. True. It's not going to be a home crowd. It's it's going to be celebrities and yeah, rich people and. <laughs> and did you hear the stadium against the uh, against the Niners? I mean, it was like 60-40 Rams yeah. fans, right? But Jimmy G, he couldn't hear one of the one of the. Uh... Well, he's but he's he's not good though. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, he no, come on, no, he's no, not, he's not that good. He's fine. He's 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 fine. He got his team to the. But what about Mark, Stafford so, having started Mark Sanchez? He he yeah. got his team to two AFC Championship games. So let's. What about Stafford having to use a silent count in the red zone in his own home stadium? His own stadium. That's yeah. wild. That's wild. <coughs> a lot of wild stuff. So we'll see what happens. Nine show. Actually, you know, a funny thing about that is uh, I think L.A. did what Nashville did to the Blackhawks a couple of years ago. I think you had to live in like L.A. County to purchase. Yeah. Or something like that, and it was still like that. Yeah, jeez, unreal. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see how many tickets Chad Johnson buys. People, I know he was complaining <laughs> about the prices. Uh, so, anyone with anything else to say before we head off? All right, enjoy the soccer. Premier League is back, um, and we'll be back on with the show. Like I said, maybe next week, but probably more likely early the week after. All right. With that said, we will turn it over to. I don't even know what he's doing these days. Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. 